Uh oh. An error oh, occurred. We're live. This is live for me. No, it's showing. Okay, there we go. What happened? What's going on? Your face looks a little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is like jam, bro. You don't like this one? Hold on. It hopes it is. It's not live. It's not live? It's showing it live Twitter now? it's not live on. It's live now. Hope. Your okay. Hopes it is. It's live. All right. So wait, let's see. All right. So it says you are live everywhere. Okay, I think we're good. Renee, no, people in. <laughs> people come in and they're digging this song. I can see. Right, so, so they're gonna. Oh, look who's here. Who's Renee? Jason. Uh, oh, Jason's here. Oh, Jason. What's happening, brother? What's going on? Oh, you're missing the bread of life, man. <laughs> we like to start off with terrible Novus Auto Jams. What, what other way a, would you start? A, that's all. <laughs> we start off with terrible. My sister Michelle loves that song. This is a great song. <laughs> we always like to start off with um terrible Novus Origins with this Protestant music. <laughs> Listen, these are songs from my youth that I have a, a special place in my heart for. So I like to always start the episode off with one of them. Uh, my my favorite jam is um I'm a I'm a big Gather Us In guy. Uh, Gather us in. So this, this, I hate when it plays a commercial first, but let's see. Oh yeah, let's play the commercial first. Let's see. But yeah, I'm a big Gather us in guy. So what? What's going on? I'm turning this off now. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna miss out on all the fun. Um, let's see. Hang on. Here we go. Ready? No, Don, you're in for it. Don't worry. We're getting it going. See, everybody, I don't care where you're from, you remember these songs. Like, these songs are part of our Catholic upbringing in the terrible years of John Paul II. <laughs> so, don't even call it Catholic. It's, uh, it's, it's very, Catholic adjacent. It's, um, Mark is requesting on Eagle's Wings. So, <laughs> So we're basically just killing a few minutes because Kennedy's coming in uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we're still waiting on Mark. Uh, Joe yeah, Boca's running a few minutes late, so we're just uh, we're just uh, you know we're gonna yap for a few minutes until we get going. I was just watching. Um... Oh, wait. All right, so we gonna have to. We got fan requests playing now. It's only a matter of time before they hit us with a copyright. <laughs> I can't even listen to this one. This one's terrible. So um, tonight I have, uh, since Kennedy's right. coming on, I picked a bunch of, um, not a bunch, but I picked a couple of questions about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's He wants to play. He wants to play. <laughs> so I picked a couple of... Um, our Lady of Guadalupe questions. My sister Michelle gave me a couple of biblical questions because she likes uh, New Testament questions. Um, let's see. Alex says, restoring the faith. Don't pretend like it's anything worse than you subject us to on the rundown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my son walked in the room, heard the music, and turned around and walked out. I don't Smart boy. Him. 
Um, the thing is, I do have a, a like a, a a bit of nostalgia from my upbringing with these songs. So, as corny as they are, I do I do kind of. I'm, I'm not gonna say they're guilty pleasures where I'm playing them in my car, but uh, how's Mark doing? What's going on with Mark, Jay? Oh, he said. Um... He said he might jump on a little bit late. I don't know if that meant past seven or past the 45, uh, 45 mark. Okay, so which one of you guys runs the uh, the Twitter? That's me. Yeah, the funny one. The funny one. Hey, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, have to. Is Mark on Twitter? No, no, he's not. He's not on. <laughs> he's I, I've, I've been trying to get him involved. Now I came prepared today. I brought my smart water. I got so, one of those too, man. I'm, I'm hoping it helps me. I'm all ready to go. <laughs> oh no, I got essentials. <laughs> essentials. Yeah, no. Twitter is the devil's playground, as uh, as per Mike from uh, RTF, man. It really is. You got to be very careful on Twitter. It's not a, it's not a a, a great place to be if you're not uh, equipped for it. But today I went to the dentist, and I got a whole bunch of fake teeth put in. And it looks really weird to me because I'm not used to having straight teeth. But I ground my teeth down to the point where I was down to the nerves. And the dentist told me, he goes, dude, if we don't put uh, veneers in, I wanted Jake Fowler to come in with us tonight. Uh, I don't think he can make the whole show. So I did invite you, Jake. Um, He's not able to be on much tonight. So, um but uh, yeah, so I had to, I have to get veneers, but it, I'm not used to having such perfectly straight white teeth. It's really strange to me. And uh, these are just temporary, so that I can't get any air through them. So it's like, you guys might hear me speaking a little strangely tonight. Strangely. That's every, every strange, time I'm strange. I'm not used to having. All right, we got Kennedy Hall. Kennedy. What's going on, guys? Kennedy Hall, on? if anybody, because uh, I know I have siblings on that don't. You know, they're not obsessed with um, Catholic YouTube like we are. They have lives. And if anybody doesn't know who Kennedy Hall is, Kennedy Hall is the hardest working man in Catholicism, I think. He has he works at Veritas Radio. He works for LifeSite News. He has He's on The Meaning of Catholic. He's writing for 1 Peter 5. He writes for Crisis Magazine. I mean, Kennedy, where don't you work? Well, I don't work for Veritas right now. Whoa, what's going on with I- that? Well, I just had to take a paternity thing. My wife uh, needed extra help. Her pregnancy is pretty tough. Um, but My I started paternity thing. You don't mean test, right? No, I know. I'm bad. <laughs> so they give you paternity leave over there? No, I just told Mike I couldn't do the show for a while. <laughs> so Kennedy, I asked Jake to come on tonight. Uh, he wasn't able to, so we'll make it happen. I need to grow in humility, and this is the way to do it. So we have a thing. Uh, Jake last week actually said we don't have fans. We have hecklers on this show. And um, uh, let's see. Yeah, we have hecklers on this show. So basically, everybody's going to make fun of you while you're on here. Um, Kennedy, I've been asking to come on the show for. Asking is probably a little too gentle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been pestering Kennedy for quite some time now. (laughs) And uh, last week, I sent them the parable of the two sons. They said, Kennedy, the two sons, because he keeps saying yes to me. But what happened was I asked him a few weeks back and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll come on. I'll come on. And then the trucker convoy happens and Kennedy's in Canada and he's the guy that everybody's going to. He's also working at the Fatima Center, which I didn't mention. So right after the trucker convoy ends, Pope Francis consecrates Russia to Our Lady of Fatima or to Our, to our, Lady, our Lady's Immaculate Heart. So he was the go to guy for every one of those things. So I could not get Kennedy on. So I finally just guilted him into it. And I said, Kennedy, 
if you don't come yeah, but, on, Anthony, you just made another error. I don't work with Fathom Center anymore. They, they don't. You're not there either. No, I so I used to work for them, but then I just continued doing my show on my own, the Kennedy Report. So now you're doing the Kennedy Report. Okay, yeah, yeah, so. but but it's confusing. It's confusing because it was the same show, but I'm just I'm Kennedy, so I'm just still reporting. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you, man, you're better off doing everything on your own these days. Honestly, LifeSite News is the best company I've ever worked for, though. I mean, I've, I've, I was a teacher for seven years, so that was it was weird working for communists. Um, but uh, working for LifeSite, it's just such a healthy. They're the kind of place where you can, you know, I mean, if you work for LifeSite and get canceled, I think you have to actually be a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean like come on you can't get canceled from there it's all just straight truth so it's wonderful so they let me do my own stuff i mean as long as i get my work done i just kind of record and you know outside of my work hours or on my lunch or whatever and it's the best so when you first started doing this whole thing like when your your first gig was with with tim flanders right you guys started meeting a catholic together right so, you so were I, was te- te- I was teaching and then i got teaching. on twitter i made the decision to to be, I made this. I made the decision. Uh, what's it called? They call it the proto evangelium. It's like before the gospel. They should call it like the proto cancellation. I made the decision that I was going to eventually be canceled, so I outed myself as a traditional Catholic. And um, I met Tim on Twitter, and then he wanted somebody to talk about evolution, like tr- traditional doctrine of creation. So I did. Hey, Enoch, what's going on, buddy? So we, we really do have a fun we have a fun show tonight. We got Fawaz with us, we got Kennedy with us. Um Enoch just put out a traditional Catholic hip hop album. And I was really uh when I heard you were putting it out, I was like, all right, I was I was really anticipating cringe. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yo, I was I was anticipating cringe. Now listen, I grew up in the 90s. I grew up listening to boot camp click. I grew up listening to Gangstar. I grew up listening to, I mean, we grew up in the heyday of hip hop. So I, I was so pleasantly surprised with this album, man. I've been jamming out in my car every day. Thanks, bro. Very, very, very good album, man. I was very happy that you agreed to come on tonight. Hey, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Thanks for the article I wrote about in the chat. You guys can share that with the audience. Yes, we can. We can. Now, how is, um, how's your wife doing, Enoch? She's good. It's it's pouring outside, and I've got mowing the lawn still, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> now she's due any day, right? Any day, yeah. Is that your first, second, third? What are you up to? Four, four boys. Number four. Look at you, man. Pop them out. Um, so, all right. So now, for the new guys, what we do on this channel is we do Catholic trivia. Uh, if you don't know the answer to something. I want funny over correct every time. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to know everything. You just have to try to make people laugh. That's the, that's the intent of the show. Um, what I'll have the contestants now, Kennedy, you don't have to participate. Enoch, you don't have to participate. You could just say, hang out and make fun of everybody, or you can participate in the trivia. Um, Jake I'll Powers. be here for about I'll be here for about 35 40 minutes. Anthony. Yeah, you stay listen, yeah. anytime you got to cut out, you can cut out. If you guys can't stay the whole show, you guys do whatever you got to do. Stay Pretty as good. long or as short as you want. Um last week we had Mac Aspers and uh Anthony Stein on. They said they were going to stay a short time. They wound up having such a good time. They stayed the whole thing. You don't have to this it's such an unprofessional thing. If you got to bounce, you just say, "And I got to go and we'll we'll go from there." Kennedy has to answer all questions in Latin. Uh, yes, Shelby, the, the funniest person. The, like, that's... The most answer of the Anthony's motto. 
that's my that's my motto. I want funny over correct every time. So uh, what time we got? We usually start the questions around eight. I got Joe Boca, which is waiting on because he was last week's winner. He's yeah. setting up right now. He should be in any second. So we'll wait a couple seconds just for Joe to pop in. Um, hope you are both funny and smart and you're better at most of these <laughs> questions than your husband. So stop playing modest. Um, Kennedy, I picked I picked a couple of um, Our Lady of Guadalupe questions tonight because I know she had a big part in the conversion. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, she's that's my favorite. Absolute favorite. So while we're waiting, you want to just uh, tell people what, what, what were you doing before your conversion? What made you even go? What? How did Our Lady Guadalupe play a part in your conversion? <clears throat> yeah, so I was raised in a Italian household. I know my name is Hall, but my mom is an Italian immigrant and dad is just Canadian, but, you know, divorced family. So I grew up with all the Itals and um, but we were just culturally Catholic. There was no no devotion or anything, right? Make, a, then, make the sign of the cross as you pass in a cemetery. Basically, like that. Yeah, yeah, there was virgin. If you're an Italian atheist, you still put a picture of Mary on the wall. Like, it's just something. You <laughs> and um, so anyway, I just eventually kind of lost like awesome. the, little, the little faith I didn't have, right? And then um, and then I'm a, I've got a lot of faults. I've got a lot of faults. Um, but um, one of my virtues in spite of, despite my 75 other faults is, uh, <laughs> is that, uh, I can't stand hypocrisy at all. Um, I'm, I'm uncompromising, which is bad sometimes. So, uh, when I was considering religion and I knew nothing about it, I was like, well, I'm a hypocrite if I call myself religious. Cause I don't think it's true. Right. That sort of thing. But then the flip side happened when I went to consider a career and I wanted to teach and I wanted to teach in the schools I grew up in, they were Catholic schools. It wasn't because of the religion. It was because I, I had a good time and enjoyed myself. So I said, I'm not going to teach in these schools if I don't believe the religion. Then I thought about my no, no God rest his soul. And my old football coaches, uh, these Italian men that were just really good men and they were faithful Catholics. And I said, okay, well, I respect them. I think they were smart. I owe it to them to say I'll try and, and I'll see what they were believing in because I, I think they were good men. I don't think they were dumb. It was more of respect. So then I looked into it and you start looking into Catholicism with an honest and open heart and you'll obviously find true things. Fast forward, I was still kind of, kind of like a liberal Catholic. I was just like a secular guy who was sort of lukewarm in the faith. <clears throat> and then I was asked to go on a mission trip in this Catholic school board I was working in because I speak Spanish. I was the only uh, male employee who spoke Spanish who could go. I did not know what an apparition of Mary was. And I found myself in Mexico at Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I learned about everything while I was there. And then after a week of, you know, we were in the dumps, like the, literally the garbage dump, you know, with the shanty towns and doing all the stuff you do on a service mission. It's funny. It was actually with a charismatic group. Can you imagine me with a charismatic group? And um, I grew up in that environment. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. I, just... I grew up in that environment. My mom, my mom was a big part of the charismatic movement. I'll tell you right now. We, we listen. They're terrible with um, liturgy, but they're some of the most faithful people. It's supernatural faith. They have supernatural hundred percent. So, you know. So you're in Mexico. We're all like, you know, it's like we're sharing every night. And everyone's crying because like you're at a lack of sleep and like you got diarrhea because you're in mexico and like you know like it's just you're just broken down and then it's like let's pray the rosary and you're like oh, okay all right, hail mary you know and um sounds like a focus retreat yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh so then we went and visited the shrine on for the second time on the last day and i knelt down in front of where our lady appeared to juan diego and i was all primed you know to sort of 
to have that come to Jesus moment. And it was really, really powerful. And, um, and, uh, it was life changing. It's never been the same. I came back, my poor wife, we were, we were married at that point for a year and a half, two years. We just found out we were pregnant with our first child. <clears throat> and, um, I was like, sweetie, uh, so we have to like be open to life forever. Um, so wait, 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 wait. I, I never heard this part of the story. Yeah. I have to. So where was your wife at spiritually at this time? My wife was never uh, for or against Catholicism. She was just apathetic. She was like, was she, hey, was she re, was she, she's baptized nominal. She Catholic. baptized Catholic. So she didn't have to convert or anything. No, she was like a, like Irish background. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, so actually she's part native one sixteenth Métis. So there's some old Catholic family there, but, um, I came back and it's like middle of the night. I get in, I drove in I from the Toronto airport. I'm like two hours from Toronto. I come in, it's Mexico is 25 degrees and sunny. I was minus 25 and snowy. It was like two different worlds. So it was the beginning of March. We need a wife. conversion to real temperature, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. They, 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 the, the temperatures become the same at minus 40 Fahrenheit. So, Minus Fahrenheit and Celsius get the same there. So we were probably about minus Canadians and your extra no, minus, minus system. And 25 <laughs> Celsius is like what almost 80 Fahrenheit? Yeah. So we were, we were like minus like 18 Fahrenheit or something like that. Um that's just normal winter. So I uh my poor wife, I come in and I'm like, so uh, you know. We have to be open to life, no more contraception, and we got to go to church every Sunday. By the way, we're going to pray the rosary, and I gave my life to God. And she's like, that's nice, honey. Like, I'll talk to you in the morning. And then she was in for rude awakening. So she followed me, though, <laughs> and uh, grace is more powerful than my arguments. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to I want to tell you, we were talk, We did a stupid, you know, stupid marriage show last week, and one of the first things I said was... Um, stupid marriage. <laughs> One of the, yeah, it was like horrific advice. Like, so uh, Mark Barrera says uh, one of the best Taylor Marshall shows was when Kennedy was interviewed. So, but one of the pieces of advice I gave was men can marry a non Catholic woman, women cannot marry a non Catholic man. So, um, Rob married a non Catholic woman, I married a non Catholic woman. Both of our wives followed our lead and converted and became Catholic. Kennedy's wife, similar story. He converted first. A woman will follow. A good man. Mm-hmm. Wherever That's my he takes story it. as well. See, yeah. so a, a a man has this ability to have such an effect on his family that they will follow him into anything, yeah. and that could go either way. I mean, I know plenty way. of guys right. that go down the wrong path, and their their family follows them that way too. You know, so um, okay. So Enoch, if you could stick for the whole show, I want you to compete too. So what I do is I have everybody switch over to private chat. So this way here, you guys can't see the comments because we let the uh, chat actually compete also. So um, we have Joseph Garbles just joined us. Um, yes, sir. We go with that. We go with that Hitler Youth mustache. We made it twenty minutes without Nazis this, this time. My mustache is way, way too way too long for any Nazi references. It goes all the way to the end of my life. This is nonsense. <laughs> Why don't you have any facial hair? Is the more is the more is the more accurate question? Yes. Okay. So I've uh, I I have to shave now because my wife 
it either has to be a full beard or it has to be totally shaved because she doesn't like stubble where it's rough on her face. And I shaved recently and I just been sticking with shaving because my life, my wife likes a nice soft face when I kiss her. She won't kiss me <laughs> unless I have a winter beard and I can't do winter beard in the summer. I sweat too much. I'm a savage. Um, Ashley. Yes. That's it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a, I know a lot of Catholic women who really, really, really are upset that their husbands are not Catholic. And there's very little you can do about that other than pray and fast because it's just, that's the way it works. So, uh, Jake saying, obviously full beard. Uh, yeah. Once November comes, I'll go, no, I'll go full beard again. Um, all right. So you guys will switch over to private chat. I'm going to start asking questions. The private chat, you're going to use like a buzzer system. You just put your initial in and you're going to just punch in your initial. If you hear the question, you think you know the answer. If you put your initial in the chat, you are risking a point. You can't throw your initial up and get the answer wrong without losing a point. So, um, Rob, you're over in the private chat. Just make sure you guys all punch your initial in, hit, hit send. Everybody make sure their initial will go through. And uh, <laughs> Hope's making fun of me again. <laughs> uh, is that a valid excuse to not have a beard? Uh, I do grow a decent beard. I just, uh, I don't know. I sweat like a savage, bro. I don't know. So, all right. So you guys are going to use the private chat as a buzzer system. I'm going to start asking questions and the audience will participate too. The person in the audience who gets the most correct questions, who gets the most answers correct. How many, uh, how many points does Enoch get if he has a baby during the stream? Oh, dude, you you automatically actually get a <laughs> a prize if that happens. So, well, does I, uh, how much of your grifter money are you going to use to <laughs> give the audience uh, a gift? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, man, I actually send every episode out of my own pocket a gift to somebody who wins in the chat. So, Rob you and know, I, have, we see it on Twitter. Yeah, Rob and I have this hope that one day the channel will get monetized. <laughs> we are a long ways off from that happening. So, in we'll the meantime, first, yeah. So, actually, yeah, Rob, we started, we just started a channel on Rumble. Yep. Same channel name. So we started a channel over on Rumble. So if people would rather watch on Rumble, we're hoping to be able to switch over to there soon. So we'll go from there. But we're going to start with the questions. We'll get going into this because Kennedy only has about another half hour or so, 25 minutes or so. But I think he's going to wind up having fun and sticking around longer than that. We'll see. I do want to. I just it's uh, my wife is due in uh, eight weeks, nine weeks and uh, long days. And she's uh, she's being very nice to me right now. All right, man. <laughs> Tell her to come on and you leave. We'll hang yeah. with the missus. She can play. <laughs> she a blast, you go play Mr. Mom and let her hang with us. Hey, if uh, you if you ever do a woman's or wife episode like you talked about, I told my wife I was gonna offer his tribute. So I'll but I'll I'll, <laughs> so. I'll say this right now. I am I am really, really, really hoping that uh some women will volunteer to play. Because this is, I mean, we're talking Catholic trivia. You don't have to be a man to play. I think they're a little intimidated because we make fun of each other and we throw shots at each other. But the fact we're is. We're just Catholic, really smart. Yeah. No, it's just Catholic trivia. And I think <laughs> the women are better in the chat than the men. So, Mike, Mike from RTF, I am full of excuses, you know. Listen, uh, Mike, it's just uh, Trudeau's got me on a strict curfew here, buddy. I can't help it. You know? <laughs> Oh, God. All right. I see Jake Fowler's coming. I'm not going to post that one. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go. You guys switch over to, uh, to private chat. Here we go with the first question. What fruit symbolizes the church? What fruit symbolizes the church? 
See, Shelby's saying she doesn't want to get roasted by Anthony. She'd probably cry. Shelby, I am never mean to women. I will be mean to my guy friends, but women, I can't. That's, that would be unchivalrous. We I'm heard sure. what you do to your wife in elevators. On the marriage well, that's different. And also, I told my wife to keep her phone near her because we were talking about negging last episode, and everybody was saying, like, I told everybody that negging works. And they're like, negging doesn't work. I said, do you know how I, I told my wife when I first met her, she had braces. And I said, one day, you're going to get those braces off, and you're going to be hot. <laughs> my wife got her braces off, and now she's hot. And I said, okay, now we can date. And it worked. So people don't think negging works. Negging absolutely works. All right. So does anybody, I got a lot of wrong answers. <laughs> it is not a banana. No. All right. So do we have any correct answers in the chat? I do have a correct answer in the chat. So which one of you guys did it first? None of us. Nobody. That was a, did a great. That was, low key a pretty, that was a hard question. Wow. So I thought we already discussed Kennedy this. A guess. Kennedy's got a guess. Is it like a grape for wine or something? No, it's actually Judith got it. Pomegranate. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Pomegranate. Never in a million, would never guess that in a million years. All right. So I'm going to put Judith down for point one. Uh, did anybody else get it? I don't see anybody else has it. I see a lot of bad answers. Uh, Rob F says boy George. Jake says fish. <laughs> Jeff says Gary Boris. Wilton Gregory. Uh, uh, yeah, I got a lot of wrong Gary, answers. So. Who's Gary Voris? It's Michael Voris's real birth name. Um, I know. I know that. I know that Anthony. I was trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Uh, Who's he associated with? Yeah, I don't. I don't talk. I don't gossip about other Catholics. So I just can only, you know, I can tell you who he was, but I'm not going to gossip. All right. So, question two: Which book of the Bible do we get the common saying, "The writing is on the wall"? The writing is on the wall. Comes from which book of the Bible? Is a tricky one. Did anybody punch in on your end, uh, Rob? None of you no. guys know this one? I see correct answers in the chat. None of you guys know this one? Daniel. It is Daniel. All right, so Kennedy's got a point. All right, Kennedy's on the board. Wow, I guess I asked some tricky questions tonight. Okay, question three. All right, oh, wait, uh, who had it? Uh, Judith... Don, uh, 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 Judith, Don, and Hope. Judith, Don, and Hope. So Judith, Don, and Hope. All right, question three. Traditionally, what lies at the bottom of the Dead Sea? According to tradition, hmm. what lies at the bottom of the Dead Sea? This is a good question. Uh, Dan, I, Don, I still am going to count your answers. I know you can't win, but I, I like to give you bragging rights. So uh, I would ask a Brunini, probably. Brunini? <laughs> Let's see. That's crazy. I never thought of that. Is it like, okay, can you give hints? Okay, yeah. So uh, uh, Nobody nobody clicked in? Uh, Joe did. All right, so we got to give Joe a I shot. Okay, what do you got, Joe? Um yeah, I may not be right about this at all, and I might have my uh, my my seas and oceans mixed up. But is it like chariots and, and things of that sort? No, it's, 
That's the Red Sea, bud. That's the Red Sea, yeah. So, no, it is the yeah, Red Sea, isn't it? Okay. Moses part of the I Red Sea. I banged in yeah, just, so just the, the truth. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. I'm not going to subtract the point on that, but uh, Judith is I mean, on fire tonight. And All right, so traditionally, at the bottom of the Dead Sea, you have Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow, I never knew that. Sodom and Gomorrah. That. So, huh. that part, listen, part of the fun of this show is learning little things that, Oh crap, I didn't know that, you know. So, and especially for me when I'm researching the questions, um <laughs> it's fun to cuz I learn I've learned more doing this show than I think I ever did in any catechism class I ever took, you know. It's not a surprise at all. No. Yeah, I mean, what are they teaching in catechism? They teach you to do coloring books. So, I got <laughs> Judith is getting another point. Uh hallelujah just joined the uh just join the chat, and Stephen is saying he likes the gay theme so far. I'm not even sure what he's talking about. <laughs> Anthony needs sources. Um, my source for that one, I will show you right now, is Ultimate Catholic Trivia, 1001 Questions for Catholic Trivia, and that's where I got Sodom and Gomorrah from on that one. Uh, if anybody else wants to know, I have the Great Catholic Trivia Challenge, and I also have the traditional Catholic Trivia Game, which I pull a lot of questions from. Well, this so, would have been useful before the show. Well, I don't want to tell everybody where, where, to, where to cheat, but there's a, <laughs> quite a lot of... Uh, so I'm giving uh, Rob F. Rob F. is getting a point, and Judith is getting a point. Judith, you are killing. You're at four points right now. Rob F. is on the board. And we'll go to the next question. Okay. This question comes from my sister, Michelle. What did the poor widow put into the temple treasury? What did the poor widow put into the temple treasury? And if nobody clicks in, I will give a hint on this one. Everybody's excited for Judith, but Judith has already won. <laughs> I've already sent Judy a book, so she doesn't <laughs> like Judith. She, uh, okay, I got a correct answer in the chat. Any of you guys got it? Nobody. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll give you a hint. It's coins. How many coins? Two. It is two. Who said two? Yeah, two. Fawaz. All right, two. Fawaz is on the board. All right, so I got... Da, 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 let's see. I got... Ashley got it first. I got Hope. And... What's a mite? Is a mite a coin? Might be. <laughs> Braids and Mohawks, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's my wife, Braids and Mohawks, by the way. So is is a mite a coin? Ask her, because if she's right on that, I'll no, give it to well, her. No, well, two, two mites sounds right, but I don't know if it's right for this. I mean, I've heard two mites somewhere. All right, so I'm going to put Ashley, Hope, and and uh, Ashley, Hope. Wait, let's see. Ashley, Hope gets a point. And I'm not going to write Braids. I'm going to write Jason's wife. <laughs> Okay, so we will move on. These are pretty tough questions. Usually you guys are all over me. Uh, all right, so they do get a little bit. Okay, so this one you guys will know. What is the name of the staff that a bishop carries? What is the name of a, of the staff? <laughs> Michelle, my sister Michelle wrote that question. She said bitcoins. <laughs> uh, it's the widow's might. Uh, he says it might be it's a little, <laughs> little, a little, a uh, little spelling pun. 
Okay, I got plenty of correct answers in the chat. Any of you guys hit it? Yeah. Who hit it? I did. Go ahead. What do you got? Shepherd's Crook. I'm not looking for that answer. I'm looking for something different. I got it. Go ahead, Kennedy. Crozier. Crozier. Oh, Kennedy's yeah. got it. Yeah. Two, and I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna put Rob as negative one because I love would. when Rob loses. <laughs> All right. So in the chat, I got. First one I got. So Ashley, a miter is his hat. So Ashley was close. A miter is the hat that the bishop wears. So uh, I'm going to put Jeff down. Gets a point. Jeff. Jeff. I got Jake and Don. Jake, F, and Don. Okay, so yeah, so a, a miter is the hat. So, and with that, I have to depart. So I don't know why I put his name down in the first place. Okay, here's a good one. This one's this one's right up Kennedy's alley. This is a question about Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, all you guys have to be on your uh, on your on your uh, on your fingertips. What year did Our Lady appear to Saint Juan Diego? What year did Our Lady? Fifteen thirty-one. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta let the chat answer first. You guys can't just start yelling it. Who <laughs> went? You went? You got that for was? I don't know. Did I? All right. All right. So I got Tobias got a wrong answer. Let's You're see. Right for oh, I got a lot of wrong answers. Wow. All right, so no no contestants in the chat are going to get that one. Yeah, so guys, let the let the chat answer before you just yell it out. So this way here, because I I got to keep track of them. All right, so this one's a tricky one, and this is a, a gospel question. At the wedding of Cana, how many gallons of water did Jesus turn into wine? At the wedding of Cana. Just let the let the chat answer. Let's see how the chat does. Let's see how many gallons. So, oh, I was thinking jars. Okay, so well, that's, it well you could you could figure the math out if you know how many jars and how many oh, gallons is in yeah, each jar. Shoot. That's how you do the math. Is it forty two? Well, don't answer yet. Let me see. Let me see if anybody gets it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, so Rob F has it. So it could be uh, it could be between two numbers. Okay, it's between two numbers. So if you read the Gospel of John, yeah, yeah. it says how many. How many stone water jars there are, and it says how many gallons each stone water jar holds. So I see one person with that's in that range. So whoever hit the button first, you can take a guess at it. I don't know the amount. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, you can say how many stone how many stone water jars. Well, it's six. So it's six stone water jars. Six days of creation. Right. So now six stone water jars. Each jar holds twenty to thirty gallons of water. So okay. the answer is between 120 and 180. So this mm. is this is anti this is anti uh, Commonwealth because we use liters. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but is the, is the is the biblical translation in Canada in metric? I just use Dewey Reams, but uh, actually, you know what version <laughs> I, I like is uh, you're not supposed to like it as a trad because you're only supposed to read the Dewey Reams, right? But the revised standard version. So, and uh, it's funny. So I'm in. I'm a postulant in the third order of the SSPX, which means I pretend that I'm actually devout. And um, <laughs> we get a newsletter, and in there there was a quote, like you know, with like the chaplain for Canada, and, and he gave like you know spiritual readings and stuff. And he quoted a 
Bible verse. And I remember reading it being like, that doesn't sound like dreams. It sounds like RSV. And in the notes, <clears throat> he said, this is a sufficient translation for traditional Catholics and it's easier to read. And I was like, okay. Now so, that's going to be someone saying the SSPX is modern. No, no, no. So listen, <laughs> if people are interested in that. So first of all, my sister Michelle is saying that's very interesting. I never knew that either, Kennedy. So the, the six jars symbolize the six days of creation. Yeah, because um, uh, it, uh, the Gospel of John is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like a mirror. Well, yeah. Of, so you look at it, it says on the first day, and it's going yes. through the creation story. Yes. So well, when you get through the first three days, then it'll say on the third day, the John third was baptizing, yeah. and, and it brings you through the days of creation. The, so it corresponds perfectly. So the third day typologically. is the wedding. Yeah, so, so, that, so it's the wedding that is, is the same Adam day that Eve. Adam and Eve are are, yeah. are uh, brought into creation. So yeah. now, for anybody that's interested, the um, besides the Dewey Reams, the Revised Standard Catholic Edition, the Second Edition, is the best modern translation of Scripture to read. So I read the Dewey Reams, and then whenever I have a hard time with the saying in the Dewey Reams, I'll reference it against the RSVCE too. You know so, what's good as well is um, Knox. It, Knox is good, but it's got the the one that's good but has terrible commentary is Jerusalem Bible. Mm. Um, so the Jerusalem Ooh. Bible was French. It was the one Lefebvre used. Um, they used the La Bible Campon and the Jerusalem one. Both of them are just been used forever in, in France. Um, so in English, the Jerusalem Bible is a translation of the French one, which is based off the Vulgate. So it's it's a pretty good one. The commentary is nonsense. It's from like double day publishers. Uh, just don't read the commentary, but the actual text is really good. Kennedy, you're fluent in French also because you're Canadian, right? Well, most Canadian. Well, I mean, most Canadians are not, but I am. Like now, so, Quebec, you speak Spanish, a- French, <laughs> Italian, and English. Yes. Wow. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Tobias says with some translations by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um. <laughs> All right, this one's one that I think everybody's going to get. Uh, how many articles of faith are in the Apostles' Creed? Don't answer. See who gets in the chat first with the buzzer. Let's see what happens with the chat. Um, what happened to Mark, Jason? I just texted him. He said he was going to jump on a little late, but I don't know how late he okay. is. So. so, okay, I got correct answers in the chat, which uh, this actually, I have to say, this question came from Steve Waltman. Steve Waltman sent me this question. It was a great question. I figured I'd throw it in the trivia. Uh, which one do you guys hit first? I did. Okay, what do you got, Rob? 12. All right, so you, you're out of the negative, Rob. <laughs> Actually, I think you're at two, right? You got two You got two right, one wrong. I don't know. No, all right. You're at zero. Well, I hope you lose. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this next question is going to have – a straight answer, and then there will be bonus points if you know the details of it. But let me just see. I can't, Steven, you can't get it. You gave me the question, banana. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Scott's going to wind up bailing on us. So I'm going to say John Mack gets it, Judith and Jeff. John Mack, Judith, and Jeff are getting points. John Mack, Judith, and Jeff. Uh, you hear that? That is, a, that is a roasting like a campfire in a in a in a bowl. <laughs> Got a little moisture in there. It sounds like Kennedy. Pardon? Got a little moisture in there. It sounds like probably. It's uh, you know what's funny. It's uh, tobacco is so expensive up here, but um, but uh, there's a company in the states. It's called Four Noggins. 
So there's a rule. I don't know how it works, but basically you can send as much smoking paraphernalia across the border, like pipes and lighters and stuff, I guess. Yeah. So the company, I don't know why they do this. They just, they get the business. They just send tobacco. Uh, and if it's under a hundred bucks, it's never checked for some reason. It's called four noggins. And, uh, <laughs> So we order our tobacco from them for American prices and they bump it up by like 5% because for them, but for us, it's still 40% cheaper because our tax is insane. It's 22 bucks, 22 bucks Canadian for a tin of skull. Wow. You guys can get Cubans down up there, right? We can. Yeah. Yeah. We can get Cubans. That's one. I've been to Cuba three times. Wow. And you can go. It's no problem. Does your um, guy uh do, do your cigarette packets have those nasty pictures of like people with gangrene and it's disgusting and stuff like that? Do, do y'all have that on your cigarette packs? We do, and uh because our government's so concerned with health, you know, that's 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 their main concern. Yeah. Um <laughs> they're so concerned with health. You can't even have branding on it anymore. So now all the tobacco you get is in these uh gray monochrome, monochromatic bags with just the name and white lettering and a warning. You can't even have like Captain Black or anything, no branding at all. It's can no fun allowed. Um because yeah, because yeah, I know when I was in Australia, the tobacco's super expensive there that everybody just rolls their own cigarettes pretty much. Yes. Yeah. My father started doing that for a while. Um, uh, Kennedy, Patricia's asking if you know, her husband's asking if you speak German. No, I don't. That's speak a German. tricky I'm language. I'm not know a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Judy's te- uh, Cherish's tax. Kennedy did a, uh, a video on this. If anybody's looking, go on the Kennedy report that there's a, a new story out that um, mm-hmm. the pro aborts are looking to protest and just walk in on mass this weekend. So if you know any young men at your at your church, make sure you guys have a, a game plan in case that happens at your parish. Okay, so question nine. How many archangels are recognized by the church? How many archangels are recognized by the church? Dang, you beat me, Joe. All right, Joe got in there. Let's just see what the, yeah. what the chat says. Did Rob get in there first? Rob's in first. Yeah. All right, now for bonus points, so don't don't – so for bonus points, if you can name the archangels, you'll get an extra point. But you don't you won't lose a point if you don't know them. So I got a lot of incorrect answers. So the the thing is, a lot of people are just saying the biblical answer. I see a lot of people saying the the incorrect answer. I don't see anybody with a correct answer in the chat. So a lot of people know that they're the, okay. All right, let's see what Rob says. Rob, what do you Depending got? on your trivia game, it may be wrong. The, the, there's only three named archangels. In the Bible. That's not the question. The church question is, how many, only how many archangels are recognized archangels. by the church? Three. Now, there are three <laughs> biblical Three biblical archangels. Now, I know, I know what Raphael's uh, mentioned as being one of the seven that stand before the throne of God, right? So in, so in scripture, you have Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael in scripture. But there are four others. So it's seven total. Go ahead, go ahead, Joey. It's four, right? Yeah. No, it's four in total. It's so, seven total archangels? Seven total. Seven, seven total. So, all right, so that, yeah. a little bit of trivia that everybody's going to get. So nobody in the chat got it wrong. The Bible is wrong. Uh, so you have the three, and then you have, what is it, <laughs> Uriel, right? Uriel, yeah. Yeah, so you have Uriel, Jophiel, 
Kamiel, and Zankio. So, yeah. okay. I so, believe those are recognized by the Orthodox Church, but not by wow. the Catholic Church. It says recognized by the Catholic Church bro. in, in the <laughs> Catholic trivia game. So, Mike, Michael is the protector and defender. Gabriel is messenger of God. Ra Raphael is the healer and physical of physical illness. Uh, Uriel is the pillar of divine strength. Jophiel is the giver of joy. Kamel is peacekeeper, and Zadkiel is the guide of life paths. So I'm not going to take a what? point away. I won't take a point away. And we got a new guest. What do we got here? We got Mark's in, and we have Jake from Liturgy Film. Jake, how's the um, how's the debut going this weekend? I see you guys are uh, debuting everywhere. I saw Eric Sammons in Cincinnati, Cincinnati for the premiere tonight, right? Yeah, man, we did. Yeah, Chicago that was a one. Yeah, okay, so all right, so I'm sorry. Bottom right of the screen is Jake. Bottom left is Mark. So I'm asking Jake first about the premiere of Liturgy Film this weekend because they they have a big weekend going on. Yeah, we were in Chicago on Wednesday. We had a uh, Timothy Flanders there, Eric Sammons, myself, Cameron, the director, uh, our composer. We had Lisa Bergman from Augustine Academy Press. It was it was awesome. Um, we did a double feature of episodes one and two in a theater. Uh, kind of a historic theater that seats 900 people. You guys had um, over 400 we, show up, right? Yeah, we had close to 450, uh, which is not too shabby for a four-hour event about the Latin Mass on a Wednesday night <laughs> in a in a city where you want to uh, avoid avoid in Chicago people. In, in Blaze Supich's diocese. I mean, yeah, you know, it's funny we invited uh, His Eminence, but he didn't respond to my text. So <laughs> I didn't think he would. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we do like a. a panel discussion with uh cameron and the guests and then a q a uh so people stayed you know a long time in line to ask questions and uh, we're in cincinnati tonight and that was sold out so that's great and then we'll be in we have a two-night premiere in dallas monday tuesday and then it's san francisco and we end it uh in washington dc so it's it's been it's been incredible and we're trying to add some cities too uh, it's pretty expensive and we're trying to pay for it so that uh, tickets remain free. Jake, is there um, any shot at you guys coming to New York? Because I want this thing in New York. Yeah, we we really want to do it in New York. We just need to to get a theater, you know, uh, the rental covered. Um, and then if you know if we want Cameron to do a, a Q and A, then we'll have to get his plane ticket covered too. But um, it's it's possible for sure. So what what are, what are we looking at? Like two grand? You said because I mean you spoke private. Two grand is the high. Two grand is the, the high end. end. I mean, I've I've seen them as cheap as five hundred, but most theaters it's like fourteen, fifteen hundred for a four hour rental. So you and I will speak after this. I would like to see if um, I might be able to raise some funds. I'll talk to people at my parish if we could raise the funds and pay for you and uh, awesome. Cameron. Will, will you come? Yeah, too? let's we, do it. I'd probably I'd drive to up too. What part of New York? Saint Rocco's is probably be easy. Yeah. So Joe and I are both on Long Island. So. Uh, Long Island has three Latin ma three main Latin mass communities. We have um, two diocesan Latin masses and an, and an SSPX chapel. And I'm familiar with all three. Joe is also familiar with them. Um, between the two of us, I'm pretty sure we could raise the funds and get you guys up. Yeah, here. let's do it. I'd probably right, so your best bet. Your best bet is Saint. Your best bet is Saint Rocco's. Yeah, right. for uh, for for crowdfunding it. Yeah. Yeah, fellas, I, I looked it up. Um, I see now why uh, Carmel Supich wasn't there um, today. He was actually in the bottom of the Death Sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Fawaz, you got the line of the night so far, all right? <laughs> that is line of the night so far. So every episode, I always post the funniest line of the show. So far, Fawaz has it. So. <laughs> so you guys missed the beginning of the episode. The first question or the second question was, what lies at the bottom of the Dead Sea? And it was Sodom and Gomorrah. So if you understand I'm how like, really funny that joke was. I'm, I knew it had something to do with Pharaoh or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually a brilliant, brilliant line. I'm actually, uh, I don't think anybody's topping that one tonight. That's amazing. So, um, from, uh, Mark, you and Jason are podcast buddies, right? Yeah, and I heard he was embarrassing me, so I had to jump on as, as soon as I could. So, and then and then <laughs> I, and then I jump on, and it sounds like you guys are talking about Lord of the Rings or something. There was uh, I couldn't keep yeah, track you kept of what us I was backstage like, wow, for was... a while, man. <laughs> I didn't realize you were there. That's why I swear I didn't. I as soon as I saw you guys, I didn't mean to. But um, so just Jason... so you know, if if anybody's in Texas and and uh, and a protester gets out of line, and you need some uh, some help Security. with the law, Mark's your man. Mark will get you out of jail, guaranteed. That's right. <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, listen, uh, uh, allegedly got rough with a with a protester. Allegedly, there you go. Allegedly, really. <laughs> so, for anybody that's interested, um, Jason and Mark have a podcast called Tradmen Podcast. They actually got some pretty good guests. I'm a little jealous of the the talent. Yeah, they have a really. In. I'm stuck with guys like Kennedy and Kawaz <laughs> over here, and I got they this, have a really I got, good. I couldn't even get really Cameron from Liturgy Film. Too. I got Jake from Liturgy Film. <laughs> well, guess what? Tradman got Cameron, so they got a one up on <laughs> Exactly. Him. I get everybody's, you know, that's it's just what happens. But I'm hoping that you guys coming on and seeing how much fun we have over here, you guys will put a good word in for me. And maybe we could get somebody other than the lighting guy from the Liturgy Film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing, Jake. I'm actually really happy that you came on tonight, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited for everything you guys have going on. Yeah, I so, found a better internet connection than last week. So, oh man, what a what a what a nightmare last time, right? We tried getting you on, we couldn't pull it off. So, yeah. Mark and Jake, what we're doing is, I have you guys switch over to private chat. Okay, uh, Kennedy, you still in with us, or you got to go? I got like two minutes. You got two minutes. You got two minute warning. So Kennedy couldn't stay the whole time. He's got to get going. But uh, you guys switch over to private chat. You're going to use the private chat as a buzzer. Um, <laughs> hope that I'm second second tier. So you guys are going to use that private chat as a buzzer. You just put your initial in. If you hear the question, you think you're going to get it right, throw your initial in there and let the chat answer first before you just throw your answer out. But whoever gets it in the chat, in the private chat first, you will get a chance to answer the question. So the question number 10 is, Saint Augustine was the bishop of which diocese? Saint Augustine was the bishop of where? Okay, so let's let the chat catch up and let's see what they say. Let's see if we get any correct answers. Saint Augustine, I got correct answers in the chat. Which one of you guys hit it first? Yeah, Jake. All right, Jake, what do you got? Augustine of Hippo. Augustine of Hippo. That is correct. So Jake, what's that? A hundred points? A thousand points? <laughs> so Jake, you're in the chat for three minutes, and you are on the board already. Don't worry, a lot hey, of guys many, aren't even up yet. How many points is it to buy a beard, dude? I'm 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 clean shaven too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I got a jet. I got to do bath time and bedtime. Kennedy, and, yeah. Kennedy, 
Thank you so much for coming no on, man. This was really fun, honestly. At another point, uh, we got March for Life next week, and for LifeSide, I'll be super busy for a bit. But uh, Kennedy, I'm not going to keep bugging you. I hate being that guy. So okay, you bug me in like two weeks. I'll be yeah. Over. Just dude, just reach out to me if you got time. I always want any any one of you guys ever want to come on. You have an open invite. I wanted everybody to see how much fun we're having over here. This is great. Anytime, this is fun. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait till you hear about Kennedy and Mass of the Ages collaboration coming up. It's going to be fire. Ooh. It's gonna be good. All right, I'll talk to you later, boys. Ooh. Thank you so much, Kennedy. I'll talk to you later. Good night. God bless. Um, thanks, thanks, Kennedy. All right, so we got. Man, Jeff. Does that guy have a buttery, smooth voice or what? Oh yeah. Listen to me. <laughs> I listen. I listen. To you Kennedy. can almost. You can almost forgive the Canadian accent. I listen to Kennedy on the way into work at four a.m. on the on the Terror Demons Morning Show. I'm eating a Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally I fall asleep on the way. He has the greatest radio voice oh, yeah. I've ever heard. I mean, oh, yeah. it's amazing. So Jeff Tobias, let's see, I got the Tobias up there. Hey, did you want me to submit questions ahead of time? No, nah, you. I think you can hang with us, man. I mean, you can if you want. If you want to DM me any questions you got, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Want to shoot them over on the DM? I'll ask them. That's actually a really. Uh, can I DM you on Streamyard? Um, we'll I don't want you guys to see it though. Uh, you want me to DM, DM you on Twitter? On Twitter? Yeah, 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 DM me on Twitter, and then we'll go that way. Uh, Copy uh, the DM so I can look up the answer ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people got that. That was a good question. So, well, he is known as Saint Augustine of Hippo. So. Yeah, yeah, but that's why I, you know I want to see if everybody knew it. Augustine of Hippo. All right. But you always kind of think in the back of your head: is that a trick question? Because it's so you know. Augustine yeah, is that the name of the diocese well, or just yeah. the town? Same town yeah. yeah. Jason, let me tell you, anytime you think, is Anthony tricking me here? The question, the answer is no. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not thinking so, after your head. When I ask a trick question, I give you the answer in the question. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's usually how it works. <laughs> uh, uh, like double reverse psychology. You want the answers DM to you too, Anthony? Um, no, you could tell us at the end. You could just send me the questions and then you'll be the one to judge. All right. Or why would you say the question and make Anthony answer? Yeah, you could ask it. Jake, you could ask it. Anthony's All right, we'll do that. All right, yeah, we'll see. do that because because if you ask and then, the I question, can participate. then I'm gonna I'm gonna buzz in and get them all right. I can right. participate. Go ahead. We'll go, we'll start with an easy one and we'll get progressive. Wait, wait, wait. Right. Let me switch over to private chat so I can get in here. I'm gonna switch over to private chat. <clears throat> Let me get my initial up. All right, go ahead. All right, so what precise moment at Mass does the bread become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ? Oh, man. <laughs> what precise moment? There's a very precise moment. In the Roman liturgy? Uh, yeah, I run an apostolate called Mass of the Ages. It's all about <laughs> <laughs> traditional Mass, Roman rite. Jake is taking over. Jake, man, I'm a... Uh... I'm I'm still upset that you don't actually follow me on Twitter, man. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with Twitter. The, the no, 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 no. For, the for about two on your years account. now, <laughs> for two years now, Jake. I don't, th I don't think is, Jake follows me on Twitter either. Well, I don't know what you guys is, are talking about. He's. He, I've been ages. I've been trying to argue with it. So I tried negging Jake, and it didn't work. Yeah, no follow. Yeah, Ooh, I've been negging brutal. Jake for two years hey, and it get, hasn't worked. Look, I'll get with my social media guy. I'll tell him to follow you guys. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I'll get my people to talk to your people. We'll be cool. All How right, so who buzzed guys... in? Yeah, Rob got it first, I think, right? Did I? No. Oh, Maybe. I think I got it first, Anthony. Oh, Joe, Joe, here. 
Joe, here to help. Got it. What you got, Joe? Can't let that go. Con- uh, the consecration. Well, that's not precise enough. Yeah, that's not precise enough. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Like the elevation? or It is not the elevation. That's the common misconception. Negative point, Anthony. Negative point. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah, a point Yeah, negative point beyond that one. All right, fair enough. I, I would, I I would, all right, so Rob, you got in the next? I think Mark did, actually. Okay, Mark, oh, yeah, what do you Mark, got? Yeah. It's the moment when the priest says the words, this is my body. That's correct. Yep. All right, Mark's on the board. But I have Mark. to give... I have to give a, just one quick uh, piece of trivia there. So for those who go to the Novus Ordo Mass or had gone to the Novus Ordo Mass for a long time, uh, one of the things that they removed at the consecration was that after that moment in the Novus Ordo Mass, when the priest says, this is my body, you know, given up for you, do this in remembrance of me, he immediately elevates the host. So if you've attended the Novus Ordo Mass, it would seem obvious that that's sort of the dramatic moment, right? Lightning comes down and, and the bread changes into the body. But in the traditional Latin mass, right after he says those words, he genuflects before the elevation. And that's that's Does he critical. kiss the altar? Not then. Doesn't kiss the altar? But that, that genuflection is critical, right? Because before it's a piece of bread. And then he utters those words silently and genuflects now, because now he's holding God. And now, that symbolism the priest, is completely in the Novus Ordo. He elevates it, then genuflex. In the in the that's right. In the Latin Mass, he genuflex, raises it, genuflex again. You got it. Yep. Right. Beautiful. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Great track. Great. Great question, man. Oh, you got another one? I got a couple. Yeah. Let's go. Keep going. So this one's a little bit more tangential, tangentially related to the Latin Mass, but I'll I'll tie it together for you. Don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, Jason, so Jason, you're, title... you're embarrassing us in front of our friends. <laughs> which title of Mary is a higher title given to her by the church? Is it Mary, Mother of God, or Mary, Queen of Heaven? Which is the higher title? I'm I'm gonna keep an eye on the chat. I I have an opinion on this. I'll tell you guys if if, you, if I had it right. I think one thing. I would think. So on my chat, it looks like Mark got it first, but I don't know if I'm a second behind or what. No, Mark, Mark got it first. Yeah. But we're waiting for the, the live. Yeah, chat. so the chat, I'm seeing the same as what I thought in the chat. Okay, so all the people in the chat have the same answer I thought. So um, so we got Mark? plenty of correct answers. You guys can go. Mark, what do you got? Mother of God is the highest title. That's what I would think. That's right. And, you know, that's not uh, too tricky yeah, of a question, but uh, here's here's what's interesting about it. Uh, when the when the church composes music, there's often lots of hidden meaning um, in song. Right. And one simple example, and you see you actually see this all the time in pop music. It's called word painting. Right. If somebody if you're about to change key, you might sing the lyric higher or change you know, your, your lyric might match what's happening musically. A very famous example is in the uh, Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. He sings, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift. Well, he's singing what's happening musically, right? He's playing a fourth, a fifth, a minor, a major. Well, the church does this too, right? And um, that's a long-winded way of getting back to the point. In the Salve Regina, it starts out Salve Regina, which is, you know, Regina is queen, right? And then the notes go up before you say mater, right? Mother is the higher title. 
and the music written by the church reflects that. Isn't it? Isn't it wow. amazing how much thought and precision Catholicism puts into it's everything? It's like we, that's why. Like when we started this show, it was like you could never run out of questions. You're talking about yeah, two thousand <laughs> years of the most deep, rich history. Like you could never run out of questions. I mean, sometimes I'm looking through the trivia book. And it'll inspire me to think of something like some of these questions I thought of off the top of my head, because they're just things that I've learned throughout the years. Like we have the most amazing faith. Dude, you know what I just found out about just recently? I didn't even know that this was a thing in the Catholic Church. There are Jewish Catholics. These are these are these are Jewish people who've converted to the Catholic faith, but they have brought with it their own like they'll still practice some Judaic, you know, religious observances but they're catholic they're not like they're not messianic jews they're right they're not messianic jews and what's weird is i I always kind of thought that that kind of thing was like we 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 shouldn't do stuff like that you you want to know who one of their biggest supporters is is cardinal burke who is about as a traditionalist a cardinal as you can imagine as long as they don't think the old covenant right that's uh, basically rituals are salvific yeah, and he said they're not yeah. doing it to obey the law. They're doing it as a as a recognition that it's more like a yeah that the, Mas- the, the Messiah that was promised in these rituals is Jesus. Like, and so they're so it's is they're using it to sort of reinvigorate their faith. You know, it's kind of a devotional type thing, I guess. Well, right. There's a lot so in the you, Roman you, liturgy. There's a lot in the Roman liturgy that pulls from ancient Jewish worship. Oh, right. of course. Um, right. One one simple example is that uh, there are three candles on either side of the priest, right? Um, and if you look at a traditional Jewish menorah and then you you kind of either hold that up or put a drawing of it up over the tableau of the altar and you add in the priest as one of the candles, you actually get, um, you know, that same symbolism there. And, yeah. and there's dozens of examples of that in, in the church's the, liturgy. You know, now, what's critical, the, though, mass, what's there's a seventh candle, right? That's right. And what's critical about about that, though, and uh, we actually talk about this a little bit in in the second episode that's about to come out. Um the Jewish worship throughout the Old Testament was very focused on sacrifice, right? Blood sacrifice of animals. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Catholic liturgy is also very focused on sacrifice. But as the Jews sort of diverged from, um, you know, who became the group that became the Christians, the Jewish people uh, started adding in more supper prayers, more meal prayers, more kind of what the Protestants did. It was more about community, communion. A meal together and so in a lot of ways the traditional catholic liturgy is actually more jewish than a modern jewish service that you would see in a temple uh, because it's so focused on sacrifice yeah and also if you look at even what paul was doing paul was telling the gentile so so the whole idea of judaizers they wanted the, the gentiles to incorporate all these jewish ceremonies and paul was saying no don't impose that on the gentiles but he wasn't telling the jews they couldn't continue in it so there's something beautiful about being a jew and seeing your religion fulfilled in christ absolutely and And there's a great there's a great youtube channel this guy i think he lives in tokyo somewhere it's called the the jewish catholic and i've been trying i'd love to get him on our pod but i it's really I, i can't get a hold of him um, or he hasn't responded to my texts or my fifty thousand phone calls, and now there's a now that now there's a restraining order, and you know, but we're working we're, we're working through that. That's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do. Just keep pounding people. That's right. That's right. I Anthony mean, I, I, 
Anthony's not afraid of a restraining order to get somebody on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know what I do to get guests on this show, man. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed I haven't been blocked by all of you guys, Jake. Uh, Jake, I've been bugging since day one, so thank you for coming on finally. But, yeah, uh, man, this, right, is, this is great. Fire another one. All away. right, all right. <clears throat> what day? What date does Mass Stages episode two premiere? Online or in the, the online? The online public premiere. What? What date? I was just about to ask you. <laughs> Isn't so that why I gotta you're have here one to of the, tell us? I gotta have one of the questions be a plug, right? But you can earn you can earn an easy point. The, the other day I was on Tim Flanders' show <laughs> talking about something, and I wrenched in the most shameless plug for this oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> shameless so, plug is the way to do it. It was such a shameless plug, I couldn't believe I got away with it. <laughs> So I'm seeing Alex is saying May 26th. I'm seeing Hope saying the 20th, and I'm seeing Renee saying the 13th. Are any of those correct? They're all over the place. May 26th. May 26th. Alex. Alex is getting a point. Letting letting us answer that. And Alex isn't even on Twitter anymore. Why not? What do you mean? What? Alex Nagel. Yeah, he's on it. He left Twitter. Good for him. Smart guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Hey, Mark, we're trying to get you on Twitter, by the way. Dude, I wouldn't even know what – I couldn't even get in the controversy because I wouldn't know about what to tweet that would make people interested in anything I had to say. Anything. I don't know how to do that. Neither does, any, neither does anybody else, I don't think. Yeah, Mark, come, on, come on. You fit right in with our group. We'll get you in with everybody. I mean, we, it's very clicky. Just, no, I've entered clicky. I've entered into that I've entered into that um I'm becoming my dad phase where now even though I'm a relatively like younger guy can technology just annoys you. me it annoys confuses me. you like got the big number cell phone yeah for sure I, I want to go back the to the oldest stuff. of a of a big family and so she's got siblings she's got young siblings still and um you know her sisters that are in high school and college uh, I'm only 27 but her sisters that are in high school and college, they come home and they're talking about the stuff they see on TikTok. And it's not like I'm not on social media. Like I run the social media for Massey Ages, but they, they start talking about stuff and I feel like I'm 65. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how quick that's You know why? Changes. Because you're not into like the filth angle of social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah all, my timeline is just different different people posting <laughs> the same picture of a priest. Like, oh, isn't this beautiful? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, honestly, Catholic Twitter, and first off, there's two different versions of Catholic Twitter. One is where you have this group of people just attacking everybody and ever calling everybody a heretic and excommunicating everybody with their own. But I think that the group that I interact with a lot, we we make sure we don't we don't disparage anybody, we don't gossip, we don't talk bad about anybody. We kind of just uplift each other, promote each other's things. We try to we try to be good to one another. And I and anybody that I see like being drastically negative, I get rid of. I block. Yeah. I don't want anything to oh, do yeah. with it. I I got into just, this whole Catholic media thing just to excommunicate people. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jamie Catholic I, throwing anathemas around. Yeah, Jason and I excommunicate about 20, 30 people per podcast. I've excommunicated him. He's excommunicated me. We're technically in schism at our podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, you got any more, Jake? You want me to go? I got more, but if you wanna, if you wanna take back over, you just let me know. All right, well, I want you to participate a little. So why don't we start with, why don't we go with this? 
Okay, the physical remains or effects of a saint are called what? Come on, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> He's quick. <laughs> Rob, Rob, before even the question gets finished being asked, he hits it. <laughs> physical remains like, oh, no. or effects of a saint are called what? Let's see if we get anybody in the chat. All right, I got plenty of right answers. What do you got, Rob? Relics. Yes, it is relics. So I got hope. Enoch, how did how did that go in uh in that first song in your album? Um or what was it? Which one? Die for this? Yeah, me, uh metacarpals or yeah, how did they go? Uh fossils of metacarpals of apostles wrote, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so I got hope. I got Hope, Renee, and Jake got it. Everybody else got it. They just weren't quick enough. So I got a lot of people got it. Uh, and yes, I do know Stephen Waltman. Uh, is he doing anything incorrect? Should I ban him? Hey, I've got a whole list of people. <laughs> Don's saying we talk bad about it. All right, Stephen, you got to chill out with this kind of stuff, man. <laughs> Stephen's got to chill out, man. Um, Steve Hallie, Hallie goes like one volume. Yeah, Hallie. Steven is rough around the edges, but I do know him. He's a good guy. He's just a little rough around the edges. Mark Herrera, I'm not going to post your comment because I don't uh, I don't talk bad about people on, on here, so I'm not going to mention any names. Well, you did you, you did disparage Irish people the other day, just so you know Mark <laughs> is Irish. Oh, okay, okay. Well, here's why I did that, though. I, I I made a comment about being racist, and then I said, yeah, I don't like the filthy Irish. But I didn't say that because I really don't like Irish. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, are you one of the Italian people by chance? I, I am Italian. But the whole reason I said it was because they're the only racial group you can actually disparage without getting in trouble. It is so weird. Like every everywhere I've lived where there's a, like an Italian population and an Irish population, they share they share the same like religion. Yeah. They they, they, they do not but get there's this, they do there's, not what is that? Yeah there's this weird um <laughs> it's like it's like there's this weird uh and yes Michelle my, my sister is saying I'm actually a quarter Irish. Yeah um yeah. <laughs> I, wait, no, no, Michelle. My sister said I'm a quarter Irish. So my grandmother is Irish. But the, the only reason I said it is because Irish are the only group left you can actually say anything about and you won't get in trouble. You can disparage the Irish all you yeah. want and nobody says anything. Yeah, I disparage them about 20 times a day. But, yeah. And Mark is correct. The Irish could take it. They're a tough group of people, man. Uh, so, friends, I got a question. Um yeah, I don't know the answer to it, but you guys can discuss it if you want to. I've heard of it. Uh, I think a couple months ago, somebody asked me this, and he said, if Our Lady would have died before Christ's passion and resurrection, would she have gone to Olympus of the Fathers or straight to heaven? That's a good question. It's an interesting question to discuss. I try to look for the Church Fathers. I really couldn't find anything, to be honest with you. So I can, uh, uh, I can kind of pose an answer here. Sure. So Careful, the Jake, gates of we heaven. We will excommunicate you if you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a direct line to Pope Francis, so I can. I can <laughs> oh boy. So the the gates of heaven weren't open until right, yeah. Christ right. Christ uh, completed his sacrifice. Right now. Correct. Until he goes to the. It's also father. true, but but it's also true that Christ proactively applied the grace of his sacrifice to Mary and, mm -hmm. and saved her from original sin. 
So you could hypothesize that if he was willing to proactively apply the mm. grace, well, well, you could actually apply the question to maybe, Saint Joseph, well, right? Yeah, and John the Baptist, and John the Baptist. So, well, no, because here's the thing: but, what does Jesus say about John the Baptist? He says the the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist because John the Baptist dies before Christ opens the gates of heaven. So the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. And Joseph and John the Baptist, it's different because uh, their their sin was wiped away. Their uh, original sin was wiped away through baptism. Um, and, you know, the church teaches that John received a form of divine baptism in Elizabeth's womb when, when Mary right. greeted them. Right. So although although John the Baptist was born sinless, um, obviously the, the <clears throat> distinction with Mary is that Mary was conceived. conceived she was never yeah. touched by yeah. the stain of original sin. So and that's because Christ was willing never to have his hands on her. Right. So if Christ was willing to proactively apply the grace of salvation to her before his sacrifice was completed, you could hypothesize that he also would have been willing to allow her into heaven before he opened the gates. That being said, it's but an important part of... That's why she couldn't... That's probably why God didn't allow her to die before him. Sure. Well, it's, well, it's, it's part of the part. prophecy yeah. that that her her heart would be pierced by the sword. Yeah. And she couldn't have experienced the level of suffering that was necessary to fulfill that prophecy unless she witnessed the crucifixion. But we also don't know that she died. Right. That's the debate, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yes. So the church fathers would say the the kind of modern approach to that is people like to say, um, "Oh, Mary would have wanted to experience what her son experienced, so she would have chosen to die." Uh, but the church fathers would say that she was uh, assumed body and soul into heaven and did not experience a death. It, it used to be called the Dormition of Mary, right? Yeah, it was the assumption. Yeah. So the idea of the church fathers was that yeah. she. Right. Yeah. I was so the say idea the... of the Eastern churches and the church fathers is that she fell asleep but did not actually die. Her her soul did not actually leave her body. She didn't experience death, human death. Yeah. Because yeah, gonna... death is a consequence of original sin, right? She also didn't experience labor pains. That's a common misconception too. Yeah, the right. church fathers say. Yeah, that's that why Christ... that's why Catholics make such a big deal out of all of these Christian depictions of. That's right. Uh, yeah. Those details matter. Right. And this is yeah, a big absolutely. thing not to just make everything about my apostolate, but this is a big part of, of the reason people love the Latin mass, right? These details are huge. You well, know? Jake, and, can I ask you something then? Because my sister posed this question to me um, and she's in the chat. So I didn't know the answer. I didn't know how to answer this. So we always say that Mary <laughs> in um, the apocalypse in chapter 12 is the woman with the, uh, the star, the star and the, the, with the, the sun. So it also says right after that, that she goes into the desert and experiences labor pain. So my okay. sister said, so if, if Mary never experienced labor pain, how come if she's the woman of the apocalypse, why does she experience labor pain in the apocalypse? Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a couple different readings of that. One reading of that is, uh, and this is, there are several church fathers who say this. Uh, one reading of that is that she, she's a type of that woman. It's not actually, right. she's not, that's not an exact description of her. She's also the church. She's also, um, right. yeah. And then another, another reading of this and Scott Hahn talks about this in his book, uh, the lamb supper, which right. I could go on about forever because he wrote that book about the Novus Ordo mass. And he, he then later started attending the traditional Latin mass. And the, the detail he goes into of how the liturgy, uh, reflects what's said in Revelation is a thousand times deeper once you start talking yeah. about the traditional Latin Mass. So anyway, he talks in the Lamb's Supper um, pretty extensively about the book of Revelation. 
And um, a, another reading of this, uh, and I, I don't know of any church father in particular that takes this stance, but another reading of this is that it is physically Mary that's seen, but it's a vision. And, and everything there represents something else, right? Like there wasn't actually this monster with all these heads and, and there wasn't actually a woman giving birth. It was a vision. And in the vision, it was Mary, but it wasn't representative of what actually happened. Right. right. So there's, there's a couple different readings of it there, but that's okay. a great. Yeah. Question. I just didn't know when she asked me that I, so I don't like to pretend I know the answer to something I don't. So I told her I when love she asked me, pretending said, that that's my favorite thing. I said, let me get back to you on that. I'll ask somebody about that and I'll get a, I'll get a proper explanation. You know, something that, that always kind of blew me away once, once I converted and I accepted the perpetual virginity of Mary, something that I never thought about before until I was talking to a friend and then he was, I can't remember when he was quoting from the church fathers and whatnot was that, uh, you know, Mary remained a virgin even through childbirth and after okay. childbirth, you know, this is right. This yeah, is right. So and this the is, fathers this say is it's like white passing through glass. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. And so this is, this is why this is important, right? The, the, why is it important that Mary remain a perpetual virgin, right? <laughs> it's so that you can make the, the jump to the immaculate conception. Okay. Because there are a lot of people who, a lot of great saints who have remained virgins, right? But, she remained a virgin through childbirth. Yeah, the whole and, idea is born of a virgin mm-hmm. is her, her, um, what's the <laughs> her, her hymen was never broke. Intact. Yeah, her right. hymen right. remained and intact. That, and that's important on a Jewish level, right? Because she would have been ritually unclean if that had yeah, happened. It's true. Um, so, it, yeah, the, the symbolism there is, is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but that's the key phrase. The church fathers say that Christ passed through Mary like light through glass. Light through glass. And she, it's, it's important to note that because it's important to note that she, A, remained ritually clean, B, that she remained perpetually a virgin, and C, that she didn't experience labor pains because labor pains are a direct consequence of original of sin, which did not yeah. touch her. Mm-hmm. And then you, now that you've said this, you can make the jump back to our previous question. She didn't uh, have labor pains, which was a result of original sin. So you can also then make the jump that she didn't die because that's also death is a punishment for original a punishment sin, for original sin, yeah. which which John the Baptist and St. Joseph both had to undergo. <clears throat> Beautiful. Fellas, I gotta run off. I really appreciate this. Thank Fawaz, you. So man, uh, congratulations on the on the birth of your next child. I pray everything goes well. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on, man. Everybody, go check out Enoch's album. Uh, plug the album. Yeah, it's called Traditionist. It's on every digital you know store that you can find. And I'm actually releasing early because of what's happening. The full life song I have for the next album, so that's coming out next week. Um, okay. Dude, Fawaz, thank you so much for coming on. If uh, after the baby Thanks, is man. born and after, you know, you guys have everything going on, I'm going to reach out to you again. I'd love to get you back on. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you guys. I'll be on. Thank hey, you for God coming bless. on, man. Yeah, take it easy, man. Thank you. Hey, Anthony, I've got like 10 minutes left. I don't want to take over your whole show, but can I ask one more question? 100%, dude. I think this is important. I'm, I'm a convert to the faith, and I didn't know until a year ago. From what? From what? Um, basically nothing. I wasn't baptized, but, um, I did a, a Baptist homeschool curriculum. So I was most closely associated with the Baptist faith, even though my family didn't go to church. How, how next time I'm on, there? next time I'm on, I want to tell you the whole story. Cause I actually have, I never thought of my conversion story as particularly interesting, but as I told it to more and more people, they're like, that's insane. I've never heard of anybody that did that because Let's see that sitting, can I, can I actually, can we set that up? Can I, can I have you on yeah. and actually talk about your, I would love to do that. Yeah. For sure. Ahead, the the long and short of it, 
the long and short of it is that my siblings all converted without my parents. Uh, we were all very young and my older sister was 16. We had been part of a Catholic homeschool group. Um, and she, over the years, just, she was reading about it, talking to her friends and she went to my parents and said, you know, I want to be baptized. I want to be Catholic. And, and my sister led all of us, five of us uh, into the church without my parents. Um, so, you know, there's more to the story, but that's kind of the, the interesting point is that, you know, I'm like a 12 year old kid at the time studying about the faith and, and being led by a friend of ours. Um, we didn't do RCIA luckily, or I probably wouldn't, wouldn't be Catholic anymore. Uh, and uh, we just oh, we did I got it without some our parents. Stories is... about my wife's RCIA experience. Oh, I used to when, help when with I, RCIA. My wife it's... went through RCIA. It was horrific. So even at a talk... good parish, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but so this question to me hits home because it's like you could tie it into the traditional liturgy, but it also makes. I mean, this whole show, I think your your whole you know, so you think you know the faith show, I think makes people think. Um, a lot about the important things in our faith and what, what we know and what we don't know. And not in a way that makes you feel bad, but in a way that makes you want to learn more. Oh, it's exciting. And, th- and this I think is the perfect example of that. And there's, there's kind of a long answer and a short answer. So I'll accept a, a couple different things. Why do we call our Sunday worship mass? Every Catholic knows that on Sunday you go to mass. Yeah, because, and it's not Most Catholics that in the no East. Idea. It's not called yeah. that in the East. In the East, it's the divine liturgy. Divine liturgy and if you right. go to an Eastern Catholic parish, which I have, and if you say mass, they'll say, no, 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 it's the divine liturgy. So why is okay. it called the mass? That's right. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky question. And like I said, I mean, I'm I'm a convert. I was very zealous for the faith when I converted. I've always loved reading about, about the faith. And this is something I didn't come across until pretty recently. I don't know the answer. Why do we call it real the quick? Um, are you guys all Roman? Are you guys all Roman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume that um, most of you were raised in the Novus Ordo, right? I don't know. I was raised. Know we start the show off with a corny Novus Ordo song every time to remind <laughs> us of what our roots are and how far we've come. Hey, we've got a section in episode two where we we show corny Novus Ordo songs uh, and next to the thing they were taken from. Uh, so a lot of Novus Ordo songs were taken from like movie soundtracks and stuff. And people don't know that. So we have this really awesome section in the film where we play a song and you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that in church. And then it switches to like Titanic. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's, the, that's the tune from Willy Wonka. Are you kidding me? I'm so excited for this second episode. So um, the reason I ask that about the Novus Ordo is if you grew up in the Novus Ordo, A, you would have no idea why it was called the Mass, uh, and B, there'd be really no reason to call it that because it, this word doesn't appear anywhere in the Novus Ordo Mass, Yeah, even though it's called the Novus Ordo Mise. All right, so who, who do we got? Do we have people in the chat? It's kind of a long chat to type yes. out. Um, so I had, let me see. Uh, let me see what I got. I, I didn't got, buzz oh. in first here, but I did beat Tobias Rob. I is... just want to say that. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> so Tobias, Tobias is right, but I wouldn't give him full credit um, because yeah, that there's doesn't, an explanation. That doesn't explain there's... the answer. So, so, so in the old mass, there's a there's a point where the priest says "ite misa est," right? And that is where mass comes from. But what does that you know? What does that mean? Why why do we why do we call it that? It's the same word missile comes from. Yeah. So does anybody um, 
Does anybody know, want to like, take I'm a, so a happy you're coming on and, and giving this question. What a great question. <laughs> Is it because uh, they're sending us out into the world? Sending forth. All right. So Misa means a sending away or a dismissal. So there's a part in the mass where the priest says, "Ite misa est." It is the dismissal, but that's not the end of mass. <clears throat> it's actually uh, a little more than middle of the way through mass. And so you think, you know, why is he dismissing us? And the most common answer is, "You're being sent out into the world. Uh, you know, you've received the grace of Christ. Now go spread it." Uh, while the symbolism there is powerful, that's actually not why. It used to be that the mass was divided into the mass of the catechumens and the mass mass of the the faithful. faithful. And the catechumens were not allowed to be present during the consecration and the reception of Holy Communion. Yeah, because we wanted to keep our mystery sacred and and private. That's right. So when the priest turns around and says, ite misa est, it is the dismissal, the catechumens actually get up and leave. And the Greek fathers uh, used to call mass Eucharist, uh, which is what we call, you know, the sacrament. Um, but as the mass began to Latinize in the two and three hundreds, um, it was kind of like almost like a slang term, right? The catechumens would be like, ah, oh, the Misa, right? Because they they can only stay until the Misa. So in a way, it was it was not derogatory, but like kind of slang, like ah, oh, the Misa, you know? And it this just is stuck. amazing. It just stuck. This yeah. is amazing. So you're saying so the catechumens would have to leave at the end of the of the catechumen section. Yeah. And it was almost like, oh, you guys got to bounce. Mass yeah, time. Go. Yeah, mass time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that right. is so awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, kind of man. a hard trivia question because it takes a lot of explaining. But I mean, I think technically, technically, the uh, Tobias said because of the Ite Misa ass. I mean, that's correct. It's just that it requires. Yeah, but it doesn't a lot give of... the explanation <laughs> behind how it started. So, yeah. But um, I'm glad that you guys said that about, you know, uh, being sent out into the world because that's kind of the common like if you hear a priest preach about this which would be rare that's probably <laughs> what he's going to say but it's it's actually another kind of modern misconception about it yeah tobias says that's why jake is doing the liturgy <laughs> so, <laughs> um jake uh i know you gotta bounce i would love yeah. to just get i would love to get you on just me maybe me you and rob because me and, and uh if joe if you want to join us too man i'd love to get you on just oh yeah talk yeah, yeah let's do it yeah so, maybe well, i'll so get- I'll shoot you a DM. We'll talk about it, and uh, and we'll set that up, man. That'd be awesome. Maybe if you're lucky, we can uh, get Cameron on too. Well, I'm open for that, of course. But I'd so be happy. Would with you just would you, you uh, be open to pre-recording something? A hundred percent, absolutely. Okay, because if you yeah. if we do that, it's uh, I have hours. Uh, what time zone are you in? You're in New York, so you're Eastern. Yeah. I'm Eastern too. Um, I've got some hours in the morning and then early afternoon that are pretty easy. When do you normally? you know, get off work and all my regular, my regular work schedule is kind of crazy, but, um, there might be a day next week that I might be able to pull something off. We'll we'll talk, we'll talk on the side. If we have to pre-record whenever we do it, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'd even take a day off of work if it meant getting you and Cameron on together and really talking about liturgy film. I'd pull that off. Yeah. Can I give a quick plug before I go? hundred percent, man. This is shows yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. I like that. I came on here and just took over. You're a very gracious host. Um, so Mass Ages is uh, a documentary trilogy about the Latin Mass, uh, as you probably tell from what we're talking about. Episode one was released last year, and uh, praise God, we've received over a million views on it. Um, and it's just, it's kind of blown up and gone crazy, and, and we're so excited. We have priests reaching out saying, how do I learn this Mass? We have people reaching out who say, you know, I, I finally found a parish. You know, I drive two hours every Sunday because of this film. 
I've had Muslims reach out to me and say, you know, I'm really inspired by the beauty of this mass. Uh, lots of Protestants. So the the effect that that this film has had through God's grace has just been remarkable. And we're getting ready to release the second episode. Episode one was kind of an introduction to the Latin mass. We I wept. I wept during episode one, just so you know. Oh, like you I, should. It, it, it was such a moving experience Every... to me. Every Catholic should see this film. I mean, I don't care if you don't, if you're somebody you don't even go to the Latin Mass and you're not even curious about it. You've never really cared that much. You should still watch this film. This is probably watch the most it. Catholic film yeah. I've seen probably in my life. It captured so much of I think what what the rest of us have been feeling for a long time. And, and, and on top of that, my children. So when episode, I'm, I'm going to let you finish your plug. But when no, episode good, one came out, my, I made my whole family sit together my children my wife everyone my kids were like oh we have to watch another catholic thing dad at the end of the episode my children said to me they said dad that was such an amazing documentary like we thought we were going to be sitting through something born my children loved it so well look i'm not a filmmaker by trade i got involved with cameron because of a different skill set of mine so i was the first one to say to cameron i was like look i don't want to make a sappy low budget Christian film that's going to sit on YouTube and get a hundred views. And it's just the, the hundred people that already go to Latin mass, right? Uh, that's not what we're interested in. We're interested in powerful story, something that can change hearts and minds. And the way Cameron describes it is we don't want to pull punches, right? We don't want to just kind of not give people the meat, but we also don't want to take cheap shots. I mean, YouTube, traditional Catholic YouTube is just full of guys on webcams, just taking cheap shots and, and clickbait and all of yeah. that. Yeah. And we want to find that middle ground. We don't want to pull punches and we don't want to throw cheap shots, right? So episode one was kind of this surprising storytelling. You know, it's not a bunch of like college professors sitting around telling the audience why the Latin mass is so great. It's a very emotional story about a widow and and her kids and how they lost their husband and how the Latin mass community got them through that, um, you know, intertwined with some information about the mass. Episode two, though, is going to is going to really shock people, I think, because if you're like me, if you're like the rest of us, you grew up going to Nova Sorda Mass. Maybe you've never heard of Latin Mass. Uh, probably the most common thing is that you've heard of it, but you think it's just regular mass in Latin, which is what mm -hmm. I thought for years. Right. Yeah. And I think episode two is going to shock people because it's a deep dive into how the new mass was created. And a lot of people think, oh, you're criticizing the new mass. You're, that means you're criticizing Vatican II because Vatican II created the new mass. Well, that's a misconception. The new mass was created five years after the close of Vatican II. So we dive into all of that, but we keep our same storytelling, uh, winsome approach. And guys, I can say this because I'm not, I'm not the one who edited it and who shot the film. It's beautiful. Like yeah. this isn't some guy with a webcam or some guy making a movie on his iPhone. Like our cinematographer is an Emmy nominated cinematographer. He works for national geographic. He's worked for everybody. Like this is, this is the real deal. And we're super excited about it. Episode two premieres on our YouTube channel on May 26th, uh, eight Eastern. I think it's about an hour long. So, it, you know, it's not going to take too much of your time and uh, it it's well worth a watch. It's, it's surprising. It's surprising to people who attend the TLM. Uh, they may not know all the information here, uh, it's funny that when we when we premiered it in Chicago, we were like, "Are these jokes going to land?" Because it's kind of weird to stick jokes in a movie about the Latin Mass. But it, it's funny, it's winsome, it's emotional, and uh, we're just so pumped to share it. Thank you for 
having me on for letting me give this plug. Um, yeah. After this, cool. after this show's over today, Joe and I are going to reach out to you and we're going to figure out how we can get this thing in New York. I want this thing. I want to see episode one and episode two right after. You know, it's funny because when we were scheduling this, I told Cameron, I said, it might be hard to do episode one and two together. And then the Q and a, like it's kind of a long night, but when I sat there and watched on the screen, watched episode one and back to back with episode two, it's super powerful. They could almost, you could almost have them run together and be one, you know. I wanted to throw something long. at the screen when episode one ended. Dude, the cliffhanger so, so at the end of episode one. <laughs> I was so angry. I can oh, say this man. because I, I've said this in front of Cameron, so it's not talking bad about him. When when we did our team draft of episode one, I was like, dude, it has to be longer. And he was like, no, no, no. People want a short documentary or whatever. And then it comes out, and I probably had – I don't know, 6,000 emails that were like, wait, only wait, 40 quick. minutes? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's called Mass of the Ages. You could see episode one on YouTube right now for free. Episode right. two is coming out May 26th, you said? That's right, May 26th. Episode two yeah. is titled A Perfect Storm. And if you've seen episode one, you know why it's why it's titled that. We're kind of TJ, go watch episode one. I promise you will not be disappointed. Mass ages. We're going to continue offering stuff for free. Uh, we've got a lot of really generous donors, uh, but we're we're dedicated to paying people to making high quality films and uh, not backing down. So we're super excited about it. I think episode two is going to be uh, might be a little more controversial than episode one, but I think people are going to like it. Jake, I we think it's one of the most important. I think it's one of the most important apostolates that's going on right now. Please don't 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 stop doing what y'all are doing. I fifty years after Vatican II, people deserve to know what happened. They yeah, and I think they deserve that. to know. I think they deserve to know in a in a realistic way that, um, you know, doesn't sugarcoat it, but also in a way that's not just uh, like I said, taking cheap shots at at. No, but what was events. stolen yeah. from us? Our truth, inheritance was taken from us. We lost our inheritance. To yeah, a, a bunch lot of, of people, people. A lot of people feel that way. Like when they discover this, they're going, "Well, I want that prayer said at my mass. I want that blessing at." my kid's baptism you know what what happened to this and those are valid questions it, you're not questioning the authority of the church when you say what happened here um and so we're just bringing that to light for people we've got the other thing i'm excited about we've got a lot of bishops on board we've, oh, we've interviewed awesome. i think four bishops and we've got um archbishop Cordelione kind of waiting in the wings he's going to come to our san francisco premiere bishop strickland will be at our uh dallas premiere uh, Bishop Schneider gave us an interview. Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Bishop Conley, Bishop uh, Bruskowitz. So I think we're up to five. So we're you're, talks you're, with you're actually Sarah. throwing some names out there when I used to hear. So Schneider, everybody knows. Strickland, everybody knows. Cordelione, everybody knows. But then you're throwing some new names out there that I, I didn't know. So Conley's the, Lincoln. Conley's the Diocese of Lincoln, and Bruskowitz is actually Bishop Emeritus of Lincoln. So Conley succeeded him. But Bruskowitz is interesting because he brought Scott Hahn into the faith, and he kind of shepherded. You know, Scott Hahn was brought in in the 80s, like right at the height of the JP2 pontificate, very Novus Ordo. And Bruskowitz was kind of planting the, the bug in Scott Hahn. And now Scott Hahn's a big Latin mass guy. Well, you want to know something? Uh, I I mean, I don't know about you guys. If it wasn't for Scott Hahn and the Protestant converts of the 80s and 90s, I wouldn't be the Catholic I am today. Those guys, <clears throat> I am... I mean, you will never hear me have anything but heaps of praises for Scott Hunts. I've seen him live a dozen times. I've he just has a knack books. for he steps around it. He never steps in it. Like he yep. he just says the right thing every mm -hmm. time. Oh, he, and, he you set know, my heart on fire for scripture in a way nobody I else had a, ever um, could. 
I'm not going to name names because it's it's still out there on Twitter, and I don't I don't want to talk bad about this guy, even though he he really hates our project and and makes that known. But um, I had somebody accuse us of only inviting radical Catholics to be a part of this this film. Okay, Scott Hahn was the second person to give us an interview. He was he was on board. It went Eric Sammons first, and then Scott Hahn and Peter Kreeft were second and third. Right. So those are. Peter Kreeft and Scott Hunter are some mainstream Catholic names. And yeah, I was arguing. Yeah, Scott was guy. very careful in his interview with you guys. I watched it. He yeah, was very yeah. careful. He said, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a glad trad. He was That's not right. knocking the Novus Ordo in any way. He said he probably wouldn't have converted without the Novus Ordo, but he was absolutely talking about the beauty of the That's ancient right. liturgy. But you know, this I, guy, his, his argument with me, I said, you know, uh, we didn't just invite like radical Catholics, radical traditionalists to be a part of this. Like we have Scott Hahn and Peter Kreeft on board. And he said, those are two of the most radical Catholics I know. And I said, you, you better be careful because Scott Hahn and Peter Kreeft together are probably responsible for more conversions than anybody yeah. who's lived since maybe Bishop Sheen and maybe, maybe even more than Bishop Sheen. Uh, and he's going to be a saint one day. So I, I mean, Scott Hahn and Peter Kreeft are the real deal. And we were so so thrilled to get them on board. It really those those two guys had such a big part in my conversion. I oh, couldn't yeah. even tell you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's kind of like if you start to do the Catholic family tree. I, I mean, how many of us can trace some some part of our conversion or our family's conversion back to, to, to one of those two guys? Yeah. I mean, they're just unbelievable. I think I saw the other day that Scott Hahn's written like 130 books. I mean, it's just yeah, unbelievable. I don't, I don't doubt it. <laughs> and they're all bestsellers too. It's not like it's not like he's just putting books out there for the sake of it. Like, if, if anybody's interested, the greatest Scott Hahn talk I ever heard. You have to go on the St. Paul uh, what, the. What's his website? The St. Paul the, Center. St. Paul Center website. You have to lo- you have to log in and like create an account. He has a, a biblical study series that he did with priests, and there's one that he does on the um, the the Danielic mystery in the Book of Ephesians. That I'm not kidding. It is the greatest Bible study I've ever done in my life. I can't. I can't. I want. I'm doing a video on it soon because i've never heard anybody else talk about it and it was what lit my heart on fire for the church itself like oh, realizing yeah. that the church is the fulfillment of the the gospel for us is the catholic church the catholic church is the gospel yeah saint augustine said um you know the bible has supreme authority but i only bo- i only uh, believe it has supreme authority because it was the church that gave it yep. supreme authority, right? Yeah. The church came first. So, Jake, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm going to reach out to you, and we're going to set up an interview, and I would love to just hear your conversion story, how you know Cameron, yeah, how you got involved in this project. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, we're running really long, so we're going to do a few more trivia <laughs> questions after we let you off. We'll pick a winner in the chat, and we'll wrap it up for tonight. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks Jake. Enjoyed it. Take care, Jake. Yeah, take care, guys. See ya. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. So we're going to – we'll do a few more questions tonight. This this show was a lot of talking and not a lot of questions, man. So Mark and Jason, I would love to get you guys back on again, man. Dude, I'd love to come on. Yeah. I'm sorry I was late. Well, I I, I do need to make a clarification. Going way back, uh, you you posted a comment where I think Jacob said – made a comment about central time you know what central time is also known as right fake time normal people time yeah normal. <laughs> so wait real quick i have to address someone in the chat um uh let me just see something mark mark 
I go to St. Josephat's in Queens for the 7 a.m. Latin Mass on weekdays. So they have a 7 a.m. Latin Mass on weekdays at St. Josephat's in Queens. I go maybe twice a week whenever I can slip in. So my work schedule, if I'm there's some days where I have a crew and I have to stay with my crew, but there's some days where I'm alone and I'm going around, running around, checking things. I go to St. Josephat's in Queens to go to Latin Mass at 7 a.m. there. So if you ever see me, Mark, stop me and say hello if you're ever at that mess. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be right back because this smart water is going more to my bladder than my brain. So I'll be yeah, right I'm back. Out of, I'm out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll ask three or four more questions. We always wrap it up at two hours. I'm not gonna keep people on here for more than two hours. So we'll do a couple more questions. Jay, go pee. No, no, go 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 ahead. If you're only doing a couple more, I'll, yeah. I'll well, I mean, we're gonna stay stay yeah, on like 15 minutes. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, what we'll do is since we have Mark on, uh, I just blew the answer. <laughs> yeah, let me just tell you what I was just going to say since we got Mark on. I said, What country can you find the shrine of Our Lady of Knock where 15 people witnessed an apparition of Mary and Joseph and St. John the Evangelist? <laughs> the answer is obviously not Ireland. a great country of Ireland. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Here's a good one. What are the titles or names given to a person for the four official steps in the canonization process? So you have somebody getting canonized. What are the four titles you give them as they go along that process? Oh, 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 oh. So you you have four names. So the first one comes and you have four of them. So let's see if anybody in the chat gets it. There are four titles we give to a person on the canonization process. Ooh, Tobias got that one quick, man. All right, I got a correct answer in the chat. Which one of you guys got it? I think I did. What do you got, Rob? Yeah, right. Servant of God, Venerable, Blessed, and Saint. Okay, so I got, I got, whoa, 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 this is moving fast. I got Tobias got it first, Jake second, and, ooh, Beth third. So, Alex, your wife's better than you. So, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> So I got Tobias, Jake, and Beth. But ain't that the story of all of us? Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, the wives <laughs> are fast in here. So Tobias, uh, Jake, and Beth. Jake, 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 Jake. And Beth. Beth's getting her first point up. Um, so in the chat, Judith still has five. Don has two, Hope has four, Rob F has two, Ashley has one, Jason's wife has one, Jeff has four, Jake F has three, John M had one, Tobias has three, Alex has one, Renee has one, Beth has one. Uh, out of you guys, I ain't got nothing. Fawaz left, Kennedy left, so let's get rid of them. Uh, Kennedy had three, Fawaz had two, Rob has one. Liturgy film left, so Jake left. So you I'm guys are pretty. So Mark's got two, Rob's got one. Out of you guys. All right, so you guys got a you guys got a little battle here. So Rob's got one, Mark's got two, Jason zero, Joe Boca zero. All right, here's a good one. Rob, I don't know if you should be allowed to answer this. No, only because <laughs> only because you don't let me answer. Well, here's the thing. Our channel logo has to do with this question. So what is the name of the famous sculpture in St. Peter's depicting Jesus on Mary's knees after the crucifixion? 
I'm too slow, the, man. The sculpture in St. Peter's depicting Jesus on Mary's knees after the crucifixion. What is that statue called? So let's see. Anybody in the chat? Oh, I got plenty of quick, 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 quick. Everybody's fast in the chat. So I got plenty of answers. Who hit it? Uh, I think Rob. Mark got it first. We so got Mark. Oh, Mark, yeah, I'm sorry. The Pieta. It is the Pieta. Yep. Mark, you got three. So on the chat, I got, let's see, who's got it first? I got. Mark, Jake. I'm glad my answers are coming in through text for you. <laughs> Jake, right. Tobias and Renee. <laughs> Let's see, Jake. That's why I'm so slow in hitting and <laughs> hitting the uh, buzzer down here because I'm having to text you the answer first. <laughs> <laughs> little little shake and bake. <laughs> if you was a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> All right, here's a good one. Which relic of Saint Anthony's body was miraculously preserved while the rest of his corpse decomposed? That's a good one. Uh, Which relic of St. Anthony's body was miraculously preserved? Which St. Anthony's corpse? St. Anthony of Padua. So let's see if anybody in the chat. Uh, I got Shelby. Renee got it wrong. Jake. Shelby and Jake got it. All right. So we got correct answers. What do you guys got? Nothing. Nobody? Mark, wait, Mark did. Yeah, I chimed in. I, I hope I, I don't, don't know. Don't get a right. negative. You know you get oh, negative oh, points on this, right? I know, I know, I know. But I really think I I'm, I might be. Is, is, it his, is it his finger? No. Oh, wait. Wait. I'll take it. I'll take a shot. All right. So, wait, wait, wait. Mark's losing a point. He's okay. going to down to two. Rob, on, you, you I steal the point. point. I thought will I lose it if I get it wrong? If you get it wrong, you're losing a point. No, I'm not right. taking a shot. Oh, That's come why. on. You That's got it. Take a shot. Who's going to take a shot? Okay, I'll try. I'll try. What do you got? Is it a foot? No! What is wrong with you guys? You play to win the game. His head. Yo, this is an easy one. This is an easy one. I'm not Think named about Anthony. Saint Anthony. He was the golden tongue, bro. Come on. No, no, guys? no. John Chrysostom was the golden tongue. I yeah. know, but it's still St. Anthony. What St. Anthony spoke in tongues. So I've when St. Never... Anthony would preach, really? people heard them in his own in their own language. I thought he just found my car keys. There, there was... is one reason why you might... <laughs> Look, I got Ashley gets an arm. <laughs> There's one reason why you might... we don't, Anthony. All right, so Shelby, Judith, and Tobias. So I got Shelby, Judith. Judith, you are on fire tonight. Shelby, Judith, and Tobias. Did Judith win last week? Who was it that won last Judith week? Judith didn't win last week, but she did. She has won. Um, no, it was Ashley that won last week, wasn't it? Uh, last week was Faith LeVay. Oh, okay. I thought, uh, the, I thought the lady Ashley, you did the interview Ashley, with. Yeah, Ashley has won, oh, okay. um, but she didn't win last week, so... Uh, Shelby says she was born on his feast day. Beautiful. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, okay, this is a good one. You guys should all know this. What is the name of the three tiered papal crown retired by Pope Paul VI in 1963? What is the name of the three tiered crown? Retired by Pope Paul VI in 1963. Oh, I just blew it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I meant to hit something. I meant to clear something. All right. <laughs> I just blew it. <laughs> I got it. There we go. Uh, I meant to hit this, and I hit 
the answer. So, all right. So let's see. Jake, Tobias, and Ashley. Uh, did you guys see it? <laughs> yes, we all saw it. <laughs> Ashley, 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 Ashley. What happened to uh, whoever was watching the chat for you? They're not here tonight, huh? No, Mrs. C is not here tonight. So, all right. Hallelujah does it though, right? No, no, no. Usually Mrs. C keeps track of the uh oh. the actual um contestants. Oh and I, I feel you. bad asking people, but uh Faith, you see Faith, we were just talking about you saying how you won last week. So Faith got a copy of let's see. A good Texas howdy. Faith got a copy of, and she just received it today, Light and Peace, Instructions for Devout Souls to Dispel Their Doubts and Alter Their Fears, Allay Their Fears, I'm sorry. Uh, Yes, so she just got her book today. She just sent me a message saying that she got it. Um, Let's see. All right, this is a good one. Let's see. Uh, All right, this is a good one. You guys are going to like this one. Which popular 4th of July firework is named after persecuted Christians under Nero? There's a firework that we all use that was named after persecuted Christians under Nero. So I got Jake got it. Good job, Jake. Shelby got got it. Jeff got it. All right, who hit it? I I think Joe got it first. Joe did. Joe. I think so. Is it a Roman candle? It is a Roman candle, Joey. Yeah, Good job, bro. Right. I'm on the board. So man. Roman candles, for anybody that doesn't know, they would take Christians and set them on fire, and right. they were called Roman candles when they were persecuting Christians. And oh, geez, how nice. They would nice. use human beings as torchlights throughout the streets of Rome. Light the streets, yeah. So I got Jake, Jeff, and Shelby. Jake. Jeff and Shelby. So I got a tie between Jake and Jeff. Six six. And Judith has six. We got a three-way tie. Six six six. We got a Uh-oh. three-way tie. We gotta show, break that six. Uh, the show is compromised. Jake, I started watching that movie three times. I own it and I fall asleep every time. Is it actually a good movie? I always it's like a little boring, and I fall asleep. And I hope maybe it gets better a little ways into it. But guys, I'm gonna bounce. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got an emergency. I gotta head out. Go ahead. Do you think? God, God bless y'all. See y'all later. Yeah, you got Take it. Take Mark. Um. All right. Yeah, we're, we're pushing it with time this week. So we have a three way tie between the contestants. So we do have to do at least one more question. Whoever gets this next question out of Judith, uh, Jake, and Tobias. Is gonna win so, the chat tonight. So Mark left. Does that mean it's between me and Joe? Uh yeah, you guys. Well, Joe's got one, you got zero because you lost points. Joe, you're winning the second week in a row. <laughs> I'm the I'm the worst person at trivia. No, but dude, you're good for a laugh, and you brought your friend, and your friend did good. And I'm I dude, I like having you here, man. So no, no, actually, it, it I, I enjoy watching it, enjoy being on here, and I'll be honest with you, I take some of these trivia questions out. 
the you know friends that I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, they're fun. And man. I'll be like, hey, what color vestments does the Pope wear in your funeral? <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, I'm happy because some of these questions I did, I wrote tonight I didn't use, so I could use them next week. So we'll see. Um, me and me and uh, Rob are gonna have to talk. I'm going away next week, so we might have to do a Wednesday night trivia show, Rob, because I'm okay. gonna be here Friday. So maybe we'll do a Wednesday night and uh, and. Uh, I know Joe Boca has a hard time during the week. We'll see if he can make it. We'll we'll figure it out. So, but all right, we're gonna go last question. Um, Maybe that means we should get all the women on on Friday when you're not here. You could do, dude. If you guys want to do a show without me, absolutely. I, I won't be you, here to I rang on you, people. I told you my wife is tribute. I mean, so if your <laughs> wife wants to come on and we can get a couple other ladies on, me, I don't Rob know if she wants it. to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, uh, let's see. All right. Oh, man, let's see. All right, I'll go with this one. According to tradition, what house was transported from the Holy Land to its present site in Italy? According to tradition, what house was transplanted from the Holy Land to Italy? Man, you're oh crazy. boy, Judas got it. It's deep got in my brain too. somewhere. I just oh man, dude, the three people that got it are the same three people that have the questions. All right, let's see. All right, which one of you guys got it? I did. Got it, Rob. Yeah, first, it's the uh, House of the Holy Family, and it's in Loretto, Italy. All right, so I got yeah. Judith, Jake. All right, so it's now all right. Tobias, you didn't get in fast enough, so it's between Judith and Jake. Judith at seven. Jake is at seven. So let's see. Jake is at seven. So now we got a two-way tie, so we got to do another question. And now Joe and I are tied. Okay. Yes. About to have a three-way tie. One, one. <laughs> Come on, Jason. Just put, put the initial <laughs> in right away. Yeah, I'm about to. Okay, this is a good one. What is the popular term used to describe the canon lawyer – Appointed by the church to argue against canonization. Not any longer, though. Right, but yeah, you know what I mean. Rob is a popular quick. term used to describe the canon lawyer appointed by the church to argue against the canonization of a candidate. Let's see who's got it. Let's see. So I got ah, Judas is out. Tobias has got it. Tobias is back in it, and oh man, Tobias is back in. All right, this is crazy. We're gonna have to do another question. Poor Jason's got to pee. No, you're <laughs> right. So I got Alex, Tobias, and Renee. So now Tobias gets back up where he lost that last one. Uh, so Judith and Jake you, didn't get it. Are you gonna give me a chance to tie it? Who who hit it? I hit it before you ever even. And then you started showing the answers. But oh, I, I showed it. I thought you yeah. guys. Oh my and, god, I'm the worst. In complete honesty, that was going to be my guess. Yeah. Okay, so I'm giving it to you. Yeah, that was going to be mine too. So yeah. No Do you guys know the official position? They're called the promoter of the faith. Yes, the promoter of the faith. Oh, interesting. All right, so we'll do an easy one then. This is a tiebreaker. All right. Uh, name the three Fatima visionaries. Name the three Fatima visionaries. <laughs> Let's see. The three Fatima visionaries. Tobias is in it. Let's see. We got a three-way tie. Tobias, Jake, and Judith. 
Whoever one, whichever one of them gets it in first is winning. I don't care if they all get it in as three. Whoever out of those three gets it in first wins. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. Jake got it in first. Jake got it in first. All right, Jake, you're winning I'm this not week. Supposed to show it again. Yeah, but you guys are fine. Come on. <laughs> you guys don't win anything. Who cares? This is all about the chat. Wait, wait, wait. We don't win anything. <laughs> You guys don't win anything. This is all about the you chat. It's to be on again with us, Jason. Listen, yeah, Jake, Jake has won several times in the chat. And I never send them anything. Jake, I'm going to tell you something. You got a sick, sick, sick prize tonight. Where did I put it? Where did I put it? Oh, there it is. Hang on. <coughs> we got a really, really cool prize tonight, man. So my friend Don, who goes to mass with me and Joe. Oh. And it's broken. Broke it. <laughs> so my friend Don goes to mass with me. His wife put together a really, really cool present, a really cool prize. So you're getting like a $40 coffee mug from Catholic Coffee Company. You're getting, you got two brown scapulars. You got a Stella Maris medal and you have a holy water keychain. And it's really, really cool. A, a, a holy water keychain. So Jake, uh, Jake, you know what? I'm getting it to Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias. Tobias. You send me. Tobias, Tobias send is new. Me, yeah, I gotta give yeah Tobias is new. Jake, you're not getting it. Tobias, I'll tell you what, man. You're new to the chat. Uh, you send me your. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you just send me um, an email to avoidingbabylon at gmail.com with your address, avoiding... Rob, can you type it in? I'm I'll put it in the banners. Yeah. So, Tobias, I'm not giving it to, ja uh, to Jake. You know what? I'm just not giving it to him. Uh, I really like Jake, but I'm not giving it to him. Your show, uh, your rules, right? Yeah, my, my show, my <laughs> rules. Uh, Shelby... <laughs> Shelby, Shelby's Jake's wife. He was excited as a kid on Christmas. Thank you for crushing his excitement. <laughs> that is amazing. Knowing Jake, uh, we'll Shelby, grudge for the Shelby, next I'm going to tell you what, though. I'm not giving it to Jake, but I just ordered um, a handful. I got five of them. They're uh, thurible keychains. They're awesome. I'm sending one to Shelby, not Jake. But Tobias, you send me to avoidingbabylon at gmail.com. Send me your address, your contact info. I will reach out to you. And Tobias, you are winning an awesome, awesome, awesome set. You're getting a $40 Catholic coffee mug. You're getting a holy water keychain, two brown scapulars, a Stella Maris uh, pla uh, uh, little plaque placard thing. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for hanging out with us. We love doing this show. Um, it's a really I'm the worst host ever. <laughs> who, who is Jake? Is he the trad dad? Says yeah. yes, yeah, okay. yeah. And he's also really uh, he's uh, really really close with Rob and his wife. So I figure it's actually really funny too. Uh, so I love Jake. this channel is the antidote to the dumpster fire that is Catholic Twitter and YouTube. Thank you, Lou. We try yeah. to keep it fun. We try not to get into controversy. We try to really just bring people together. We want to actually unite the clans. And I think the way we do that is around the faith, not around, you know, factions and not around things like that. So um, thank you, Ashley. I, I really. Uh, huh? <laughs> 
Not me. Would you say? Not you? I like I like division and strife. Yeah, and Joe is <laughs> listen to me. You guys have to understand. Yeah, Joe's Joe. been texting me. He wants to go at somebody on Twitter so bad. I'm like, I'm like, don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. Hold all the, the tweet. Joe. All the tweets I don't send because of Anthony. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always talking him down. You guys have no idea. I'm like, Joe, don't do it, Joe. Don't do it, Joe. He's like, but I just, I want to do it. So I'm like, Joe, don't do it, Joe. I'm like, I have to because no one's gonna. Uh, all right, so. Um, it is putting that one. Rob wrote that. That's great. Uh, Jake, I'm sorry. You are you are le who the who tonight. So Tobias, please avoiding Babylon gmail.com. Send me your contact info. I'm sending you this awesome prize. Uh, any of you guys got anything to plug? Besides, Jason has his uh, Tradmen podcast on YouTube. Uh, go ahead, Jay. Plug it. Yeah, no, we just. Uh, uh, my co-host Mark, who was on here earlier, we just, you know, talk about different topics that are going on in the church and the world, whatever, you know, we think of at that time. And we kind of try to do it from more of a simple minded person's idea. You know, you got all these shows where you've got theologians and very educated people talking about topics. We just try to approach it from what, what would the layman say to these people? What questions would they ask? What are they confused about? Um, and we just... Yeah, and you yeah. guys don't get into controversial stuff either. You guys have some really cool guests on. You're doing a terrible job of plugging your own show, but I actually enjoy your own. I actually really do enjoy your show. I've watched a few episodes. So, guys, if you get a chance, please go check out Tradman Podcast. Uh, Joe B., when is your Malcolm X? Uh, we do have Bishop here? Athanasius Snyder coming on. Oh, so. I'm jealous. Wow. I'm jealous. Nice. Yeah, these guys get guess? big guests, man. What's that? Did you, you guys get big guests? Well, we reached out uh Dr. you know for Dr. K and then the the lady over at uh, Sophia Press, you know, sent us an email back saying, "Would you like to have an interview with uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider?" and we're like, "Well, I guess so." So, can you please get on some of the more like yeah, yeah. look, I'm good at getting like, you know, like the other guys that do you what we do people yeah, I mean, you're more professional than yeah. me rob you got to get on some of these more professional interviews man. <laughs> like, yeah. joe you got anything to promote or just just coming over here we're doing your thing over here with us no nah, i just oh my twitter read it no no no. check it all joe's articles out of one peter five man joe's oh been, yeah, yeah. Joe? i have two i have two articles for one peter five i'm working on another one uh not for them but they didn't say they'd publish it yet, so I don't want to drop their name. I just got yeah. So he got, he's he's it. working on working with another um another online uh writing outfit. Right, so yeah. I hope that Joe gets that gig, and Great then name. if he gets yeah. that, if he gets that, he will be doing a video on this channel about regardless that, so. regardless if I get it or not. You'll regardless be doing the video on our channel. So yeah. uh, guys, thank you so much Makes for sense. hanging out tonight, man. I love hanging with you guys yeah. on Fridays. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I look forward to it. All right, we'll do this again. We'll figure out our next schedule. Thank you, everybody. It was awesome as usual. Thanks, gentlemen. God bless. Yep. See you guys.